What is good, Blob Nation? Coming at you from the middle of the week, mixing it up. I am Cap. Andy is Andy. Andy, what's up? Like you just said it. Like Andy is Andy. Like so, everything's good there. Andy is recording a Blobcast in the middle of the week. Even better, what could possibly go wrong? It's the best, Andy. We're we're giving people exactly what they didn't want. Like double the jackassery. No one asked for it, but here it is. You're getting it. You don't have a choice. <laughs> You're going to take it and like it. Uh, pause. Okay, anyway, moving on. Uh, we got a really good show for you. Um, this is kind of going to be a new format from us uh, going forward, um, as opposed to doing, Andy, one ridiculously long marathon of a podcast. We're going to split that in half twice a week. And <laughs> instead of giving you a two-and-a-half-hour onslaught, uh, hopefully about two-hour-long podcasts. Uh, it's kind of our long-term vision here. Um, but we got a good show for you, Andy. We uh, we talked to our boy, the Seton Hall GOAT, J.P. Carlissimo. And it was honestly a much better interview than I ever expected for it being – we're going to be honest, it was a little last minute. We messaged mm-hmm. him today. So um, for something being completely thrown together, it could not have gone better. It was He's just, entertaining yeah. as hell. He's just such a chill dude, and he fits our personality perfectly. And, yeah, it was just very, very seamless. Really, really cool, laid-back, awesome interview with the GOAT from South Orange. Um, We had a really good show. It's going to be a little bit more low-key, but we got some football action tonight. Obviously, some really cool Tuesday night football, which is freaking sick. Um, We've got talking crap about John Brandon and those boys in Clifton, uh, the best view in sports, quote-unquote, exterminating the the AAC as always, uh, obviously congratulating uh, Kobe and LeBron in the NBA, and Xavier running the AAC. And one last segment in lieu of Jackass Hour, which we will do to kick off the weekends on Friday, we are going to be doing a mailbag midweek, Andy. I'm honestly really excited. The, um, the tweet did phenomenal. We got some really good questions that I'm very excited to answer. <laughs> Me too. Uh, and some that I haven't even read yet. So, All right, well, we will, we'll get to We'll them. find out. We'll get to them. Get them in while we can answer all of them. Uh, so it, it'll be fun, Andy. It'll be a cool little little segment uh, to uh, give out game for free. Who doesn't give out some free. Game for free? Yeah, who doesn't? You can't beat free. But with that, we will get to the podcast, Andy. Let's go. What is good, people? Welcome to the Blobcast. Let's get into it. So, Andy, I think the first thing we need to be talking about is it was day one of Xavier practice and a lot of schools across the country. Thoughts? Feelings? What do we got? So the first feeling is we are here. We have made it. I, we have not yeah. had college basketball since early March, not even mid-March, early April. Man, early March when, when the Big basketball. East tournament got canceled, like mid-game, a weird, weird, weird feeling, bro. Like especially with all the like, um, we were the only game to complete. We were the only one to lose, which fucking sucks. <laughs> um, 
At least we flipped. <laughs> no, that game, wait, no. what are you talking about? That game didn't happen. That it didn't happen. happen. No, no one convinced about. me that that game happened. No, yeah. we went 2-0 against DePaul last year. Um, right. So, But the whole, like, despair of the tournament getting canceled and just everything falling down domino by domino and then the questions of if we're getting anything this year, like, yeah, the fact that we're here and there's I, signs that people conferences are even getting plans of like how they're gonna run it. Like some conferences are even like doing little mini baseball series where, um, right, t- the two teams meet and they play back to back games. Yeah, so, making whatever mean, you can work. I'm here for that. And like we, you know, you know this, Andy. Three months ago, I thought we had no chance of of having this of anything at all. Um, I still have my doubts as far as, you know, completing the season and the longevity of it. But I think we're going to get at least a dozen, 15 games on the short side, you know, and probably more. Uh, so it's just awesome we're going to get anything, to be honest with you. Because if you had asked me, like I said, two, three months ago, I thought I we did ask you. Yes, you did. So today is a holiday. I mean, I've been partying all day. Like, I've been hype as fuck all damn day. Like, we made it, man. Like, because to me, when practice starts is the start of college basketball season. Uh, yeah, and like we we've officially made it, and um, they can have official practice, which means we'll get practice reports, which are the first <laughs> real reports about like, yep. how the team's actually going to look. Yeah, like, they have the little the nuts and bolts. No, R I P recruiting. We love you recruiting, but good fucking riddance. Like I honestly, like I do love recruiting. Don't get me wrong. It's stressful. I like to follow it. But God, I'm happy when it's over. <laughs> and we just get to actually talk about fucking basketball. You know what I mean? Because, like, guys that are actually going to be playing for your team. You know, because it's like you get caught up in all these recruits and you get, like, one out of every, like, 30 that you hear about, you know? So it's just nice to actually be talking about guys that play for your fucking team. You like, know? that you can guarantee you'll have because, I mean, they're right, in right. Xavier jersey. <laughs> exactly. Instead of, like, 2018 just missing on everyone, getting excited for everyone just to but, watch them go to Indiana and Purdue and wherever the fuck they want to go. Jesus Christ. It's suck. like the whole, okay. the whole like, um, the, we had our, our, our hopes high for about um, four months about um, Deshaun Holt, and then all within three days, all that got unraveled. I know. That's just recruiting <laughs> for you. I mean, it's, it's a lottery, man. It's, it's wild, unless you have Jonas Hayes, in which case you just win every time. Um, but we made it, man. We, we made it to the season, and uh, I can't wait. And now, I mean, content's going to be rolling like crazy. So we finally made it, man. The, do- the dog days of college hoops are over. Let's go. It's, there's, there's always brightness. It's here. We're, boys we're are back at in the town. end of the tunnel. We made it. So th- that's just a huge reason to be hype. Um, so obviously, we're going to talk about college hoops all the time. This is probably a college hoops-centric podcast. That's what we get up for. We love everything, but we're huge. Uh, college hoop stands but the national football league uh the, the club was going up on a tuesday andy and man did things go up on that on this tuesday man not only did i go up i went a little <laughs> vertical watching tuesday night football the titan scoreboard went up and went up frequently now they're good obviously but was it more of a factor of being fresh or they're that much better than a bill team i think it's pretty good I personally think the Bills are a very, very good team. That just speaks to how very the good. Titans are. And the Titans, yeah, they had two weeks off, but they also had two weeks of quarantine. Now, were they probably doing a That's little bit of practice That's just a lot of time of not like, taking contact, though, you yeah, know? Like, two weeks off of football is huge. I mean, bye weeks, they're, they're, they're to freshen up. Two, two bye weeks in a row, that's – you get a little rusty at that point. So, that's Ziploc fresh. <laughs> 
But, I mean, they really didn't skip a beat. Like, um, Tannehill's first pass was a touchdown to A.J. Brown, who went off today. Sorry, fans. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you had not done shit all season. I fucking started some bum over him. Thanks a lot, A.J. Brown. Anyway, no one cares about my fantasy team, so I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, and Derrick Henry absolutely fucking baptized Josh Norman. <laughs> Good I, Lord. I say it all the time. Um, this is, like, my favorite phrase. Derrick Henry bent Josh Norman over and called him baby girl. That he did. You are my son. That he did. There is not bed. one person in the world, Andy. I'm not capping it all. Did you ever play NFL Street 2? There was this mode called Open Field Showdown. There is not one person I would want to open field tackle less than Derrick Henry, <laughs> probably on planet Earth. If you asked me five years ago, it was Marshawn Lynch. This is our new Marshawn Lynch. This is, like, this is a new Marshawn Lynch. Like, this is literally a linebacker. He and, he and Von Miller have the same build, only Derrick yeah. Henry's a little bit faster. Yeah, it's wild, bro. Like, yeah, he's just – he's something else. It's crazy, too, because it, it did not look good for his career three years ago. He was his, his rookie year, it was looking rough. He was looking a lot like Trent Richardson. Like, it, it did not look good. The, uh, the dude that played for Green Bay, Eddie Lacy, it was looking a lot like an Eddie Lacy, Trent <laughs> Richardson-type career. It was bad for Derrick Henry. I mean, he had one of the worst yards per carry averages in the season of, in the NFL. And, and and a, then, a big part of that was that offensive line was so trash. They have a was great like, offensive line now. I know. Yeah, exactly. And that's honestly such a huge part in being a running back, which, you know, most people don't talk about. But uh, it's huge. And it was like that one game, though, Andy, like last year, I think he had like 258 yards, three touchdowns out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> and after that, he was just like the best running back in the league. That game got him paid. He has been – he's been a top three running back in the league ever since then. I mean, obviously he there's Chris McCaffrey, than... there's Joe Mixon, <laughs> there's Dalvin Cook. He did more Eric than John Henry. Ross has done his entire career in one game. <laughs> yeah, I had to throw that in there. I mean, it's. I mean, he was drafted between Christian McCaffrey and Patrick Mahomes, Andy. That is that's some elite company to be a sandwich in between. Johnny Flynn. I, and honestly, okay, Christian McCaffrey, um, and Patrick Mahomes are like the mom and dad, and John <laughs> Ross is the little kid that had a bad dream. He's not even their son, bro. He's like their <laughs> adopted, fucking like. Well, John Ross got kicked out of the house or. Um, right for knocking over milk and then um, went to the neighbor's house worse. to climb in bed with them. I, I hate him so much. I, I fucking hate him. Uh, he, he might be worse to me than, than Bobby Hart. It's, <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. Anyway, moving on from Bobby Hart talk because we've already talked about Bobby Hart more than we need to. Um, but that's the best thing about this, Andy, though. Like, we get football in two days. And uh, then two days. Then college awesome. two days after that. And then the NFL the next day. So and golf. I say – can we find uh, – okay. <laughs> I have a goldfish. Uh, I say normalize Tuesday night football. I was so excited. Like, when I heard those possibly awesome. Tuesday night football last week, I was all about it. Like, yes, I don't give me the Patriots and Chiefs on Tuesday night. Once. I don't – I mean, it's awesome, don't get me wrong, but I'd rather have six games than one on Tuesday night. I don't need seven, I don't need seven games at once, Andy. I like it, don't get me wrong, but I'd rather have six and one than seven and oh. Any day of the week. And like When there's seven games, there's always one or two that just get completely lost. I know. Okay, let's talk some shit about John Brandon, please. Um, I'd rather just text it to avoid hearing his voice. Yeah, yeah, text. Never call me John Brandon, ever. First of all, 
creepiest voice of all time. It literally fucked me up, Andy. I literally heard that shit, and I mean, I didn't sleep last night. I mean, I'm not saying John Brand's the reason, but I'm saying I'm not saying he's not not the reason. And like, this two, man, two things are true. John, you heard John Brand's voice, and you didn't sleep last night. Like that's those all. I'm things saying. are both true. That's all I'm saying. And okay, Andy, <laughs> imagine being a 40 plus year old man and thinking that fifth third arena is the best view in all of sports An empty fifth third arena. Imagine actually saying that. I honestly can't imagine it. <laughs> he, he, he's like, I understand um, hyping up the fans, getting them excited, but you know, you're, 6,000 fans are going to show up to dumb. watch them play ECU. You, you make that statement, you're going to get flamed for it. You are absolutely going to get flamed for it. Stupid. And I don't know, man. I guess, you know, feed your fan base. Like, shout to Donald Trump. But, like, feed your fan base, I guess. But, like, I mean, that's just fucking dumb. It's better than the Cowboy Stadium. Like, you tell me it's better than the Cowboy Stadium. Mercedes-Benz Stadium is um, – It's better than the Staples Center. It's uh, – so, uh, Fifth Third Arena makes Mercedes-Benz Stadium look like Hankel Fieldhouse. Yeah, it, it, better than Cameron Andor. Like, bro, shut the fuck up, number one. And two, I love how he's saying, like, I don't know how many fans we're going to have in here, best view in sports, blah, blah, blah. He won't play the goddamn shootout. Yeah, if, it's, if it's the best view in sports, put yeah. your rivalry game there. Fucking Exactly. Fucking use it, Jack fucking shit. So yeah, imagine, imagine not wanting to play a game in the best view of sports. So can we finally normalize hating Gabe Lewis? I mean, John Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. I, I stand. I stand the, the flaming of John Brandon. Finally. We all came around to it. I mean, it took you guys fucking long enough. And I'm honestly uh, – so I'm someone who I've, – I've talked to him before. I've heard his voice before this, and it still uh, caught me off guard. Yeah, dude. Did you know, like, it was weird like that before hearing that video? No, I did not know it was that weird. Like, I, I, I was, it was it was very deep. Is he sick? Is always he okay? Gonna be, it was always going to be very deep. Is um, he okay? I mean, are we are we worried about him like health wise? Like, I don't like the guy, obviously, but like, I don't want him to die. I don't. I don't want anything. Like, okay, no lie. His family is great. His daughters are super nice. They're very good um, friends with the kids I coach. Um, so they're they are a super nice family. So well, nothing to happen to them, but. I'm genuinely concerned that he might not be healthy after hearing that. Yeah, it didn't sound good. All I've ever seen him do on the internet is dance, so I don't know what his voice sounded like before, but you see him <laughs> and Chris Mack dancing, doing fucking TikToks. And had a pretty creepy smile, creepy face during that TikTok. He's just a creepy dude, bro. Honestly, he just weirds me the fuck out. I don't <laughs> think he's a bad guy. He's just, he's just kind of like Gabe. Like, Gabe's not a bad guy. He's just fucking weird. Can we get him to say chow? <laughs> child <laughs> Gabe I say child <laughs> Fuck Gabe Worst fucking thing to happen to the office When you're bastard he's a fucking worst Okay so we talked about Gabe And John Brandon and the fucking AAC And the pests and exterminating those bitches Alright Andy really the last big uh, Topic On the docket tonight Is NBA basketball National Basketball Association came to a close I I was so happy. Like, yeah, that, that just needed I, to happen. It was like, a weird one for me. The feeling was different for me. I, I guess I got so much behind that Heat team. And I'm a big, I'm a big LeBron awesome. fan. I'm a big like, LeBron fan. It just was weird watching him win with the Lakers, bro. It, it was weird, but, like, 
um, I think it needed to happen because, like, everybody started talking about, like, uh, with the fact that they didn't make the playoffs last year and people started flaming him for that, like, going to the um, – He missed such a huge chunk of the season with a garbage game. games. Yeah, in the games. West. Yeah, And they were the three seed when he went down. They were the three oh, seed when fuck. he went down. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. I, figured, I, I mean, I thought they were up there. I thought they were like four or five range. But, yeah, they yeah. – they were the three. They were the three or four seed when he went down, and then by the time he got back, they were tenth. His best, his second best player was Cal Kuzma. Yeah, like Brandon Ingram <laughs> was a dog last year. Yeah, he, Brandon he was, was good. He was awesome. And then Kuzma yeah. went down too. Kuzma was hurt. Yeah, right. They, they brought in. They brought up Andre Ingram. Yeah, <laughs> don't say his name like that though. We show Andre Ingram respect around here. Oh, uh, but like to see right here, go. Like LeBron has been my he's been my favorite player ever since I loved started loving basketball. He's really mm-hmm. what made me get excited about basketball and started loving basketball. So seeing him yeah. win any championship is awesome. But I yeah, also we've watched LeBron go up. Yeah, go for it. Like AD is a guy that I mean he's he started getting flamed for um, demanding a trade out of Nola. Like, did you see oh, his supporting stop. cast? That's that's stupid. Yeah, like, yeah, I would want out of Nola too. Like, yeah, that's fucking dumb. Yeah, fuck out of here, Noah. They they showed no interest in putting a winning product out there. Like the best season they had was one five seed. They gave him the biggest head case in the fucking NBA, Demarcus Cousins, who ditched him. And then Drew Holiday was like playing his best basketball ever, and it still was nowhere close to enough. No, they, like, especially that, in the West, they had no chance. Yeah, that that. that they they were and not Davis is a great player, but they had no chance. Yeah, like and AD cannot do it by himself. And honestly, like without AD or LeBron, like if you take either of them off, that team is nowhere close to a championship team. If you take both I of think, them off, they're picking top five. I think LeBron by himself, you could punch. You they wouldn't, they wouldn't be a championship team in the West. You'd have a, you'd have a puncher's chance, I think, with LeBron. And, and LeBron gives anybody a chance. He's the most valuable I mean, they player. Were, they were a top three seed last year, like you said. I mean, he, yeah, but, he, he's been one of those players that you could put on any team and they'd have a chance. Yeah, I'm talking about this roster. Like, last year they had they oh, still this had, um, they still had Ingram. I, mean, I yeah. still think you have the best player in the world, though, so there's still a chance. But with AD, there's literally no chance. I hear what you're saying, though. Like, it would be very, very, very tough. Yeah, like, but the, but the way it played out this year, though, like – LeBron would have had a chance against the Nuggets. Oh, like, oh yeah. Like, they didn't really have to play a great team the entire road. No, they they, they did um, get lucky, and the um, Nuggets knocked off the Clippers. Um, and, the I Nug- did, I, and don't I get really it twisted. Think... Nuggets were playing great ball, though. They, the they, were, were... they were the hottest team. But they, I think they, even they... the Lakers would admit they'd rather have the Nuggets than the Clippers. Oh, they, they were hardcore rooting for the Nuggets. Hardcore. They match up so much better. They knew that the Nuggets really didn't have much of a chance, yeah. even if they played their best basketball. <laughs> Right, like the Nuggets' best basketball would take it to six games. Right, I mean they they played some crazy basketball in that series. I mean, take Jamal, it to Jamal Murray was a dog. And oh Jokic my goodness! Jokic, like yeah, uh, they got some. You dude, cannot take any credit team. away from them. They them in the Heat, I think, are the two biggest winners of the playoffs for sure. Especially for the future, like um, yeah, that, that's they're young, saying, right? Going forward, um, yeah. they they are they're they're building up. They are two teams on the rise, and they made it that far. Like, right. Hats off. Great season. They were, uh, and then um, Portland came in hot as can be. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had, and they got squashed. Like they got the one game and then just got destroyed. Which you had to expect. LeBron squashed him like a bug. I, th- yeah. I thought that after game one, I was like, okay, they might take it to six or so. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Portland steals another one. They just put their foot on the throat after that game one. Like, hope, hope, you had your, hope you had your fun. Now you're <laughs> fucked. 
it's like, it's like I, with Thanos. He's like all that for a drop of blood and then just kicks the shit out of everybody. I hope it was worth it. I know. Fucking Christ. I know. Shouts to Cap. Hate to see it. Tough scene. So, so yeah. So, congrats to the Lakers. Congrats to LeBron. Obviously, like you said, we, you know, we've seen LeBron our entire lives growing up with him. I mean, he's been in the NBA almost as far back. I have a, a few memories of the NBA before LeBron. T-Mac, Vince Carter, Kevin, right. Durant, Kevin Garnett days. Um, but they're slim to none. We've pretty much had, you know, LeBron our entire lives. And he's always been my favorite basketball player, too. I didn't love the move to L.A. It just feels wrong. The kid from Akron in a Lakers jersey. Um, yeah, but it, it definitely doesn't feel right. I felt like he um, – I had. I honestly um, did not have him going to, the, to L.A. Um, I wanted him to go to, like, a more of a mid-market. I, yeah, me too. Um, I, I just wanted it to be a team that's, like – I don't know, man. Build it anyway. Like it's just, it just feels off-brand. It feels a little forced. I mean, I get, I get why he's doing it. I don't blame him. But. To, to, like, to his credit, like, he did not join – a great team. He joined no, a team that no. had not made the playoffs in five I years. Honestly, I honestly blasted him for that at the time. I was like, this is not a basketball decision. I was like, this is not a winning basketball decision at all. I looked at that roster and like, this is a startup, bro. Like, you're too old to be doing a goddamn startup. And while I still do think he wasted that season unnecessarily, that's not what I would have done if I was him. Um, I, I mean, he got a ring in, you know, his second year. In the you know, early and it, second year. If you, if you had told him in your first two seasons, you're going to have one ring guaranteed. He would have taken it. Oh, for sure. And I honestly think it was more – it was also a family move. I think Bronny wanted to go to – um go into L.A. He, like, yeah, I think I he – um, like I hear being that, with yeah. Zaire Wade. Um, so and it's like once you have kids and stuff, I definitely feel that of like you got to do what they want to do and sacrifice and stuff. For sure. Um, but I also think a lot of it was LeBron. I, I, You know what I mean? I do think a lot of it was for his Hollywood film stuff too. And just it's how you know you can't get more marketable than the LA Lakers. It's hard um, to acknowledge that. It's so I'm sure hard, that, hard hard to argue that. Not acknowledge. Uh, hard to argue that. I'm sure a lot of the coin you know played an impact on that. But you know who am I to speak on another grown man's decision? You know that I'm sure a lot of thought went into. Um, but you know, happy for him. I mean, he has been one of the most inspirational, cool stories I've ever experienced. I mean, if you've ever seen like more than a game, it's just studied LeBron James. Um, what he comes from. I mean, a kid that had no dad, poverty. His mom was, I mean, his mom's, you know, in good shape now, but in and out of drugs and just was never home. I mean, he was like seven years old and would be by himself. You know what I mean? Like with his mom. There's so many things that could have fucked him up, but he kept a straight head on him his entire life. And he's not perfect and and no No. one is. And, and, And he's made his mistakes. I mean, I've always been a huge fan of his. But it's like, dude, the dude had no dad, almost no leadership. You look at his entire, like, come up, dude. And, like, even in high school, like, it was his, his friend's dad that it was a brand-new coach. I mean, he goes to the NBA and is stuck with all these crappy, shitty coaches. Mike Brown was the coach he had the most. And in Cleveland, he had no veteran teammates that were any fucking good. Teammate fucking I mean, his mom more than scoring baskets. Yeah, that's a thing. His, his dad, Delonte, like you said. Um, <laughs> but – it's just – and that's the thing that bugs me about all the GOAT talk is, like, you know, people are like, oh, we used to celebrate three-peats. Now, you know, he wins four in, you know, a decade. And we act like it's greatness. I'm like, that's cool. Kobe inherited Shaq and Phil. Yes. Mike inherited Scotty and, and Phil. You know, and he played in, in an era where you might play one, maybe two studs in the, in the finals. LeBron's been going against teams formed to beat him. You know, Yes, Curry, they've had the um, – they've had Durant, the target. Clay. 
Draymond, uh, and even freaking Boogie Cousins. That's five, um, five potential Hall of Famers on one team, you know? Like, let's not act like Jordan was playing against teams like that at all, you they, know? They, they were not. Like, like the bad boy Pistons, um, like, yeah, they, good they team. were hell for him. They were a very, very good yeah. team. Isaiah Thomas is just incredible. There's, there's arguments in both directions, and everyone says, oh, well, you know, every, every time Mike got to the finals, he got it done. That's fine. But he also, yeah. how many times did he get bounced way before LeBron ever got bounced? Yeah, so like, many times. <laughs> and, and also, too, LeBron had no chance in the first finals when he was a kid against a Spurs. fucking Spurs team in their prime when he's trying to drag Anderson Bergeau's bitch ass up and down the court. Drew Gooden, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. He had no chance. And then the only, th- the only thing on his record that's inexcusable is the 2011 loss to the Mavericks. Yes. Where he couldn't, and- he couldn't post up J.J. Barea. That's yes, bad. Uh, That's the only thing on his record. That 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 should have been a win. That um, should have been in the bag. Definitely and they, should have won that. Could you imagine finals. if they win that? That then they're then he's at five right now. Then there's a three-peat. It's and a whole different conversation. You're, you're five now he's five. at five, staring down Jordan right now for well, six. And then if you think um, 2015, Kevin Love goes down in the um, Eastern Conference semifinals. Yeah. Um, Kyrie Irving goes down game two of the finals. So I think it's, it would have been a tough series. It would have been a tough series, but I think they win that series. He's like for five games, he's carrying Matthew Dellavedova. Yeah, I just don't know if that team. That was his first year back in Cleveland, right? Yeah, I think it's just tough when it's your first year to have the chemistry to run with a team that, that was as good as the Warriors and cohesive as the Warriors. They were so good. And you also look at it too. He's also had some lucky breaks. I mean, Ray Allen saved his ass. He did. Ty- Kyrie made the shot of a fucking lifetime. And, and I'm not saying – and those teams aren't even close to there without LeBron. I think he's the most valuable player in NBA history. I think that if I have a playoff series – or, I mean, a whole playoff, I might take Jordan. But if I have one game, I might take Jordan. But if I'm picking one player for a franchise, you know, I'm picking – I get one player at 20 years old for a franchise, I'm taking LeBron James. It's not close. And, like, the – and here's what – here's what I've always said. Like, look – um, LeBron is the greatest player to ever stay set foot on a basketball court. He does it in so many different ways. Yeah. He, this is the first time in his career that he has not led his team in points, but he led the team in assists. Like he can take on any different role and guard all five he didn't lead him in points, but how much did he score? Like 25 a game still, yeah, you know, like he was not far behind. Right. It's um, not like that's like low scoring, but I will say Jordan does have the greatest legacy. Which, mm-hmm. if that's mm-hmm. what you base it off of, then fine. There, there are many different arguments And it's that. also ridiculous. You can support he that. Was, he was called the king at 18, inherited a god-awful Cleveland franchise that did nothing for him. He and wasted no just seven, building around him. seven years of prime with old Antoine Jameson, fucking Grandpa Shaq, I mean, Eric Snow. His best player was a fringe all-star. I mean, Mo Williams, who's a decent player. But – should nowhere should not be your second best player. He I mean, should he should on. not be number two. I mean, Big Z. He was. I, I'll, I'll call Big Z good. He was a great big to have down. Big Z, down but also too, Big Z was getting old. I mean, and, when, and when LeBron first got there, oh, he was a horrible compliment for LeBron too. I mean, and and the, the best player that he ever had was Carlos Boozer, who they traded right before he fucking got there. I mean, dude. I mean, the fact that he gave that back to Cleveland, he owed Cleveland nothing. Nothing. He gave them every single reason to be excited. Everything they ever got was solely because of LeBron. And in the goodness of his heart, he goes back to a bitch-ass fucking owner who blasted him for doing what he should have done 
I had no issue with him going to the fuck, Heat. Fuck Dan Gilbert, dude. Dan Gilbert's a fucking pussy. And I mean, saying that bullshit, like, I hope we, you know, we're going to get a ring before the so-called king. It's like, dude, he carried your franchise for seven years while you did nothing. Fuck off. And then you got know? a ring literally two years after he left. Right. You went from a one seed in the, in the fucking playoffs to the worst NBA team of all time because of one player. That's how valuable he was to you. Fuck yourself. You're the, you didn't deserve LeBron, and you're, you're lucky that he's a good dude and came back and won you a ring because you're a bitch. Literally um, never deserved him once. Fuck Dan, fuck Dan Gilbert. He's a fucking asshole. He's a piece of shit. Um, but anyway, he came back, won one for the city. Uh, he's just got an incredible legacy. And also, too, with Jordan, you're chasing greatness. I mean, that's the GOAT. That's as good a legacy as there is of all time. So living up to that is damn near impossible. Oh, God, yeah. And the fact that, like, um, he has Jordan stands down his throat. Literally mm-hmm. everything he does is compared to Jordan. Yeah. I think that's a and compliment when, in itself. Like, Oh, absolutely. And when I say good things in the Jordan side, because I think I tend to be on the Jordan side a little bit. I, I think – I love like, them both. It's hard. To, it's, it's just – it's hard to – There's. I would love them for different reasons. They're great for different reasons. Um, but with the Jordan stuff, man, it's just like – I don't know, man. It's just the toughest legacy to live up to. And uh, I, I, like I said, when I say the good stuff for Jordan, I think I'm saying that is a compliment to LeBron. It's not meant to be a diss. It's Jordan. You know, it is the, the goat. I mean, he's the gold standard. He's, you know, like you said, chasing ghosts, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm someone, I'm one of the few people that you can have like a legitimate rational conversation about the Jordan LeBron debate Right. Um, without you know going at each other's throats with the, because well, there there's complete bullshit and ignorance on both sides. Right. Um, I, I will well, never it's just say like in anything. It's just you're gonna think whatever you want to be true to be true because you could you could bring up facts that would make either one look correct if you sure. just had those in a vacuum, you know. But when you put the context, put the whole thing together, it's not black and white, you know. Um, but there's it's just like, so it's much like, gray area. It's like in the presidential debate. It's like whatever side you you want to win, you're gonna say, "Oh, my side won the debate." It's like it's not necessarily that simple, but okay. No. You can say that all you want. And, like, the what, what I love is the people having these debates is, like, Gregory02K4. <laughs> right. With four <laughs> followers and a fucking egg as his fucking Abby. Like, why are we even, like, giving them giving these people the time of day? Yeah, and you'll see, like, Marcus Jordan, like, quote tweet it and just fucking, like, go off. And I'm like, dude, like, he has an egg as his fucking profile like, picture and he has two followers. Come on. Do not argue with toilet seats. It's my number I one told- rule now. Um, but also to a really cool story going full circle with the Kobe stuff. I mean, I'm not personally a huge storybook ending kind of guy. I'm more of a let the best team win kind of guy, but they were the best team and they deserve to win. And it's cool for that city. I mean, it's hard for me to feel bad for Lakers fans, but you can't make light <laughs> of the death of a legend and obviously right. everything else that went into it. And the guy that was a guy that was absolutely everything to that city. Exactly, man, and, and all that kind of stuff. So, obviously, a huge thing for them. And, and looking at the other side of the token, the Miami Heat, who had a fucking unreal run and really, honestly, probably did more than anyone thought they were going to do. By they were six what, a five seed in the East? Yeah. Went through Giannis, went I mean, through the took, Celtics. And they took six games, man. I remember thinking if they win one, I, you know, I'll be relatively happy with that. If they win two, I'm like, that's a fucking good effort, you know. And Jimmy Butler – Man, superstar. He, he, as far as okay, uh, <laughs> he's a star with an S. He's a star with two S's. How about okay. that? He's a, he's a star with two star. S's. He's not, a super, he's not a superstar, but he's a star with two the S's. Um, probably the biggest winner of the bubble, in my opinion. Uh, either him, Murray, uh, Mitchell had an awesome bubble. 
I mean, probably the biggest winner in the bubble, other than anyone on the Lakers. <laughs> other than Contavious Caldwell Goat. <laughs> He's a champion, and I'm not. Um, no, but the Heat were awesome, man. Hero <laughs> is one of the biggest winners of the bubble, too. Uh, I was going to mention that, but then you mentioned KCG, and <laughs> I got distracted by the greatness. I, I, it's easy to do that, bro. <laughs> You've gone from he doesn't belong in the league to Contavious Caldwell Goat in like six days. I stand by my statement. Just which one? It depends. I can't say I blame you, bro. It's all about being on the right side of the argument, knowing when to jump ship. You got to know when to fold him. Um, but, man, it, it, but also, too, I mean, the biggest winner might just be Bubbles, Bubble Basketball. It started with TBT. They fucking killed it, especially for a league – that has nowhere near the resources that the NBA has. I mean, they had almost a seamless tournament. I, I than, didn't think it skipped a beat outside of that Berlin drive. Other than one fake positive that we won't get too deep into. Uh, we, it, um, just wasn't, it, was, it wasn't one of our guys. No, definitely All not. that matters. It was Kaiser. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> it was definitely Jeff Robinson who uh, – Yeah. Um, he was, they, didn't make the, they didn't make the tournament, so they, Je- they had to leave Jeff their Robinson. mark. Jeff Robinson slander account is my next burner. Uh, <laughs> but, dude, bubble basketball, man. TBT was fantastic. Went off without a hitch. And I think they really set the standard, man, because I remember thinking, man, this bubble stuff is crazy when we first started watching that shit. Um, and then it went off without a hitch, and you're like, man, maybe this actually has some some uh, some credence to it. And then, and then the, the NBA, NBA took that um, same type of thing. The, the NBA almost had no it. hiccups at all, if any. 6,500 people. Other than fucking uh, Daniel House, <laughs> which isn't their fault at all. It's just horny Daniel House Twitter doing what horny Daniel House Twitter is going to do. Hey, what he, bu- he bought a hooker? No, he brought in one of the testers into his room uh, um, for a little extracurricular testing. He, he was just trying to make sure he was, you yeah. know, he was clean, you know? Yeah, just had to, um, like, it's a saliva yeah. test. Yeah, I just want to make sure that I'm good to go. Because obviously Daniel House, huge part of the you know, <laughs> his team success. Uh, he's essential. Is he a rocket? I don't even know who the fuck Daniel House plays for. I think he's a rocket. I was, I, about to say, I was about to say essential to the Rockets, but then I didn't want to be wrong. I wasn't positive either. I know. Uh, he, was, was not he was positive. positive. He was positive. I know. <laughs> that is some good stuff. So um, the the gist of the NBA. Gregory 242K06 and Dan Gilbert are both pieces of shit. Speaking of pieces of shit, you want to get the JP? <laughs> so, yeah, let's get to our boy JP, man. This was fun. And um, So, we had our boy JP Carlissimo, um, Seton Hall fan. I don't know if he graduated or not. I We didn't get into that. We just talked about – Imagine going kids. to school, by the yeah, way. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't think about graduation. I think about basketball. Um, play school. <laughs> But yeah, um, he just came on, talked some bullshit with us, did our rapid fire. It was it was really a great time. So very no. casual, laid back, awesome, awesome, having a beer with you type vibes. Yeah. Literally having a beer with you type yep. vibes. Bush light, baby. He <laughs> loved to see it. No Miller light, JP, big Miller light guy, big buckets. Not to spoil anything, but <laughs> without further ado, PJ Carlissimo. I said what I said. Welcome.
Welcome into the Roll Blob Podcast. We got our boy, the legend, H-Bet Goat, JP Carlissimo. JP, what's good? What's up, boys? Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Anytime, bro. Wait, how's I thought it was PJ. Oh, shit. No, it's JP. PJ's my dad. We got, oh, okay. Oh, shit. Our, an interview oh. over. That's it. Yeah, can you go, <laughs> go, the go grab him real quick? That's actually who we're – can you go grab him? <laughs> nah, he's, he's sleeping right now. <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> right, he's an old. Go sleep watching film. <laughs> we sleep. We sleep in May, boy. Yeah. Right, I guess we'll settle for uh, the the long lost um, ugly stepchild. We'll take it. We'll take what we can get. I, I just got to know, JP. I mean, you share a name with the goat. What's it like living in uh, JP McCure's world every day? Oh man, dude, that play bothers me because you guys bring it to my attention like twice a week. <laughs> dude, you can't lie that's a goat ass play though that was just like i remember watching that game live and i'm like dude box out box out like that team never boxed out like they hated rebounding they still hate rebounding wasn't that a delgado team yeah it was i feel like he did all the rebounding on that team no one else did. Oh. like he would have like 17 rebounds and the team would have like 22 he did he did he was just like the goat like he was incredible <laughs> he was he was honestly an incredible college player i miss him delgado was incredible I, but your guards did not box out at all. It's like they had no interest. Like, I'm pretty sure JP and Trey had about seven rebounds each that day. That game was fucking nuts. I remember JP was on the ground, like, every fucking 30 seconds. But to leave that guy and let him get a straight path to the hoop, bro, like. Yeah, that, that was bad. That was then bad. that fucking picture where he's fucking just flexing and, like, all the fucking thing, all the fucking <laughs> student sections, like, God damn. That was yeah. That was some go- that was some ghost shit. Cause that Seton Hall team was fucking good. Yeah, they were pretty good that year. That was before. That was back when Xavier was basically our father. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, hey, bro. There ain't no egg there, bro. You wanna yeah. try again? This is like a no, this is like no, a Xavier pet peeve. Like when we get hit with the egg Xavier, bro. Oof, it just it does not make <laughs> us horny. What I said, I said Xavier. <laughs> I, I we heard you. <laughs> there was no G, dude. <laughs> and let's cut this interview, bro. Ain't it? <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. You hate, you hate to see it. I, I've uh, never been so it. flaccid. So, since you're going to dog us, I was going to save this for later, but what the fuck is south of Orange? Like, is there a north orange? Like, the fuck are there's, we doing? There's all the oranges. There's there's north, south, east, and west. If I'm not wrong. <laughs> Where's uh, central orange? Where's central orange? Where right. is orange? The ghetto. <laughs> and then orange, JP. orange is kind of like providence where it's like you turn one way and like you're in like the nicest neighborhood possible oh but you fuck. go the other way and you wish you'd went the exact opposite direction <laughs> that's the fucking worst and then you go into newark and you're like why am i here <laughs> dude it's rough what do you guys do what do you think of fucking Fremantle? dude i think he's a stud me too like what's up with all these new jersey kids coming to fucking x Jersey kids ball because you know because we can't recruit them. Kevin Willard hates recruiting New Jersey kids. Why? Yeah, why is that? I think it's par- partially because he can't win them because a lot of the kids don't want to stay local and if they do, they just go to Rutgers. But, I mean, like <laughs> we'll get to that later. Next point. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> I mean, it's just the, it's just the reality of the matter. I've been a Hall yeah. fan long enough to know, like back when, like we had like Bobby and like the early Willard years, they had they had Jersey kids, but. Now they're, like, from all over, which I don't mind. As long as the team wins, I can care less where the kids are from. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I feel you on that. It just seems like the dudes that we do get from Jersey, I'm like, these are some tough fucking kids. Well, it's like J- oh, Jersey yeah, is yeah. a great state to recruit out of. Like, they have like they have talent out the ass up, up there. And right. 
it's like you guys are right there. It's like why don't you recruit these highly talented guys? It just that, that's what doesn't make sense to me. You guys are still bringing in great recruits and have, yeah, have we, very very good teams. Najee will Najee Wilcher and Fremantle in the last like few years all from Jersey. You got to have some Jersey guys though, I think, for them, like because you need that attitude. Like Powell's I'm like saying. the epitome of it. Like he was just like that. Like don't mess with me, I will kill you, kind of dude. Like that's like the Jersey attitude. You know what I mean? Right. Did Powell show up to your wedding? No, I'm mad about it. I'm still kind of holding a grudge over him. I had I reached out to him like four or five. My boys reached out to him. And all the burners reached out to him. Like no response from him. Oh, is JP Speaking a burner? That, I caught I caught some love though from some of the dudes. That's dude, that was hype. That's all my I, man that Grant Billmeyer. My man Grant Billmeyer threw me some love. So that's that made my day. That's cool. And Speaking of burners. Oh, and the dude. I was freaking out for you, bro. That was some good shit. Have we talked to – have you checked on loans anytime soon? I know he's your boy. On who? Is he okay? Loans. Pantalones. I see him every now and then tweeting, but – Yeah, he's I've not really, saying. It's pretty much like same with everyone right now. They're kind of just like waiting out for college basketball. I, I'm hoping he, hoping he comes out of his cave. So, all right. I, I usually we, see like a count. What do you think about pantalones like twice like a week? So. <laughs> I, I know. It's fucking weird. So, all right. So, Amy and I were talking about this, and the whole Twitter world is wondering this question. Can you just talk to us about Rutgers real quick and explain this fucking shit? About what? what? Rutgers. Like, why do you guys spend any oh. of your fucking time t- thinking about Rutgers? Why do they have any rent inside your head? They don't. Like, we're their father, but the reality of it is, like, they're our in-state rivals. So, it's like PC and URI. Like, PC owns URI, but, like, you still talk shit. Like, but we can't talk any shit because there is no such thing as Rutgers Twitter. Like, it's embarrassing. (laughs) We were looking their shit up, Andy. What was the last time they've won a tournament game? Like, 1982? They have have not been to the tournament since 1991. They have not Mm -hmm. won a tournament game since 1983. So, that's why we were wondering, why do you even think about them? Even like, Providence thinks nah, that's a long time, JP. We we did have some battles with them in the old Big East, though. Because back, back then when it was old Big yeah. East, we used to all recruit the same kids. Like, there was actually a thing. I don't know if you guys remember Jamar Nutter. He, was, he played back in, like, I think, Nutter, I barely know her. Yeah. He was talking about, like, how, like, him and a couple of his boys were all going to go to Rutgers. Then he went to Seton Hall, and, like, it was just, like, a thing. And, like, there's always been, like, that bad blood, obviously, because the big state school versus the smaller, you know, Catholic school is always going to be a beef. But Rutgers, yeah. Rutgers is just brutal, dude. <laughs> they're just brutal. Everything about them is brutal. In yeah, what way? They're, everyone that went to school at Rutgers is just a massive tool. <laughs> this this sounds really can similar relate. to, like, Xavier and Cincinnati shit. Can relate. Like, the big state school and the um, small the, the Catholic blue, school just owning The blue them. and the red. Yeah, the blue and the red thing. Yeah, pretty much, we man, got it's exactly the same thing. We, yeah. we except got think, at least Cincinnati was good at one point. Except Cincinnati <laughs> has true. at least something, like, you know what I mean? At least they yeah, go they to some history. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I always like am like dumbfounded by these fucking power conference quote unquote teams that never do anything. Like Rutgers, Northwestern, DePaul, Washington State. They're just in power conferences for no fucking reason. They're literally just, just there. Like has They've Nebraska never been ever good, been good? Ever. Ever. Like Nebraska at least had football. But like yeah. no like Northwestern, Washington State, they don't have anything ever. I mean they had Gardner Minshew. Okay. <laughs> But, like, nice. I'm just saying, it's just weird. Like, Rutgers has never done shit in anything. I mean, they were really good at football in the Conference USA. Really, really good. good. Really like, good top at 25. They weren't, like, really they were, good. They were, top, they were top 10, dude. Oh, fuck. I, I think they used to have a decent teams. football team. Yeah, I think you're actually okay. right. Okay. That's the only reason that people knew who they are. 
Rutgers. No respect. No, nah, no respect. Might as well be in the AC. I mean, we're basketball guys, so we only really mainly think about basketball. And to, so to us, Rutgers is dog shit. I agree. So it's telling it to a Hall guy. And if you're going to be that shitty in basketball, you better be like Alabama in football. Yeah. Although I'll give Rutgers this. I think that they're actually going to be a decent program in the like, near future. I think Steve Pike is actually a good coach. Hey, they, it they seems like they're in the right year, direction. Yeah. Hopefully the rivalry will actually be like decent games. Like last year's game, like I actually got Rutgers fans like talking shit after that game. And I was like, dude, Powell played like three minutes with a concussion. Mamu didn't play at all. And like they were just in total disarray. Like the game shouldn't even count. Do That'll be win? fun, bro. Like, dude, I think I think rivalries are really good for the sport. Like, we used to play Dayton all the time when we were in the A-10. And, uh, like, I think we were above that rivalry. But, like, it's just fucking fun when you have crazy fucking rivalries. I think yeah, if like, you played Dayton, then it'd be, a, it'd be a hell of a game. It'd be um, very fun, very emotional, very dramatic. Um, and it would kind of, like, I'm, seem like the old days. But outside of when we play them, we don't think about them. They're just, pro, just like just, when we play, uh, like, Oklahoma State. I'm just pro-rivalry, and I hope for you guys that rivalry, like, comes into fruition. I hope so, man. It's boring every year. Like, there's no point in the game. It's just a game that's scheduled because we, we, we are in the same state. So, that's it. so you, know? you do play them annually, though? Yeah, every year they play. Okay. The, the, uh, the battle for the Garden State, whatever they call it. It should start getting good, though, man. It should. I hope so, dude. Like, that game, like, because not to mention, like, non-conference is so big now, so if Rutgers can get decent when you play at Rutgers, it's basically, like, not really that much of an away game. Right. And, like, you can get a win there. Right. That's the thing with us. It's, like, it's a good game that we normally win. So, I mean, it's yeah. it's honestly I, kind of – I love the rivalry. Yeah, me too. For that reason, like, I mean, it's a, it's a good emotional game that we typically win. It's always be a, good to be – And a, it's just a fucking talking point. Like, everyone talks about Xavier the entire week. Like, even, like, Dick Vitale and, like, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's talking about it. Like, well, the thing with Seton Hall, too, is, like, we don't have, like, a Big East rival, really. So, right. like, we need we need Rutgers to be that rival. We were talking about that. We were, we were both like, who the fuck is Seton Hall's rival? You know what I mean? We were just trying to get in your shoes. It's just interesting, like, studying, the, like, a fan of a different program, you know? And so, yeah, like, I mean, who is Seton Hall's rival outside of – If you had to pick one. Rutgers. I mean, a lot of a lot of Hall fans say Nova, but I, I don't really agree with that because <laughs> it's not Same really a rivalry when you lose most of the games. <laughs> right. Like – you know, like, so, like, it's hard to say Nova. Like, I think realistically, it's probably, like, PC or Xavier. Right. Um, I agree. Just because, yeah. like, they're, like, same program stature, like, same team, like, team build. Like, all the things. There's a lot of similarities between the two programs. I, I, I think Xavier like, and Seton Hall are building a rivalry. Like, yeah, I hope so. We split last year. We uh, had some had some really competitive games over the past three or four years. We're going in the same direction, probably fighting for a uh, – um, a third through fifth spot this season, um, and I mean, and we, we we're starting to recruit the same type of guys. Yeah, right. I mean, the other, th- the other thing too is like we had like Marquette because of like Howard and Powell, but that's gone now, so like that's gonna fade yeah. out. Like those guys hated Powell because he was just better than Howard, <laughs> and he won more games than Howard. So, yeah. but that's gonna be over with now. But those guys, yeah, suck. those guys, I can't stand Mark. Marquette's so fucking useless. Dude, so bad. They're the fucking worst. And their new jerseys are fucking weird. I don't like them at all. Can yeah, we talk about Villanova's jerseys, the, like the blue and yellow ones? <laughs> I had yeah, a that... double take, dude. I was confused. Dude, like, they wore those once or twice last year. And, like, I was like, okay, if you wear them one time as a throwback, whatever. 
they're fucking weird, dude. Like, that should not be their brand. Like, they don't need to fuck with anything. Like, everything they're doing up until now has been, like, fucking perfect. Like, their uniforms their are jerseys were so fire, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's, it's weird. I like no escalators. He was like, these Marquette jerseys are fucking fire. <laughs> <laughs> he's funny as fuck. He's the dude. He's goaded for sure. He's so fucking funny. He's such a dick, but he's funny. So, so let's talk Big E shit, man. Like, I, I think it's funny when the Big East fucking account tweets out, like, who's going to win the Big East? Like, we don't all fucking know. And then, like, Providence fans and fucking St. John's fans are, like, actually saying they have a fucking chance. I'm like, it's this fucking cat. What do you think about the, uh, the dynamic of the Big East this year? Honestly, it's Novus. It's, there's no other way around it. It's Novus. This team actually is incredible. I mean, yeah. if you can split with Nova, like, that's an accomplishment. No doubt. Andy and I were saying this the other day. It's like, I feel like Nova hasn't been, like, full Nova in a couple of years. Like, you know, with, like, Brunson and, you know, all, all those dudes when they were just disgustingly good. I think this yeah. is going to be a lot more similar to those teams than what they've been the last couple of years. Yeah, I agree. Fanta's said it, like, a thousand times about Justin Moore. But, like, I watched that kid last year, and I'm like, yo, who is this kid? He's so good. <laughs> I'm not ready for it, bro, because, like, they, dude, like, they were always great. Don't get me wrong. But they would play, like, the fucking Gold State Warriors against Xavier. Like, I remember when we you were – no number, idea. We were, like, number three in the country the year we got that one seed. And we went to their house, and they shot legit, like, 61% from three. Like, it's insane, bro. They, they just, just don't go miss. off. And, like, but they don't it's miss. wild. Like, I'll watch them against, like, fucking DePaul. And they're winning, like, by six. And, like, with six minutes left in the second half. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, they still win, but, like, literally, bro, within the first five minutes of, like, playing us, we're, like, a top ten team. It's over. It's, like, 29 to five, and it's over. Like, air is out of a building, no contest. It's insane, dude. dude they always had our number. I forgot what the score was, not last year, the year before. So, Powell's junior year, when we went down to Nova, I remember thinking, like, oh, man, we got a shot in this game. I think it was, like, 31 to 10 or something like that. It was, it was horrible. It's, it's, dude, I hate it so much, dude. Like – I, like, when we play at the Pavilion, dude, you're, we're going to lose by more than 30. Like, we, we'll give them a game at the fucking – at the Forum or FedEx or whatever the fuck it's called, the Sixers Arena. But if we're yeah. playing at the Pavilion, dude, we'll lose by 40. It's – even with Trayvon Blewett, JP, like, number five in the country, like, we will lose by 40. It's I insane. specifically remember 2016, uh, like, this was um, Noah's first championship year. Uh, we went – our first game against them was, against, was at the Pavilion. Yep. We lost the first half by, like, 18. I think Archie Diakono had about 19 or 20 in the first that game, half. That was game Sumner got hurt, right? No, no, it wasn't. That was um, oh, okay. that was actually the next year. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's bad, bro. So, I, I think it's definitely theirs by themselves. So, the way I see it, it's Villanova in a tier all by themselves. And then yeah, Creighton in, the, in a tier all by themselves. But what do you think about Creighton this year? I'm honestly up and down about Creighton, like – Losing TSA is absolutely massive for them. Like, sure. he literally was pretty much pulling their entire team for the most part, defensively and offensively at points last He's year. He's hands like, down their best player, without question. Oh, and absolutely. Like, Zigorowski and Balak are great players, but he was hands down their best player. The best yeah. all-around player, absolutely. The thing with them, like, when you have an All-American, the sky's the limit. But I think they're going to struggle defensively for the most part. Like, losing him, like, I don't see a way that they're really going to be able to replace him easily. Because either no. you play a guy that can play D, but he can't <laughs> score, or you play a guy who can score and can't play D. It's kind of like – it's like uh, like the Providence game last year is a perfect example of, like, what I feel like Creighton could be, like, a lot of times this 
year where, like, they play good for a half and then they can't shoot the second half and can't defend and they just lose. Hey, we yeah. hope so. Okay, so excuse Andy's dial-up internet, uh, but we're back. Um, so we kind of just, just talked about how Nova was the number one in the conference by themselves their own tier. Creighton and a tier by themselves right after Nova. And then there's the bunch-up group, the three through, whatever you want to call it, six, seven, eight, nine. We'll call it 69. Uh and we were kind of talking about who sticks out there. JP, what are your thoughts with that? I think for the most part, three through five are pretty even. Um, Seton Hall will probably be the better of the group if Aiken can stay healthy. But Kevin Willard just said that he's not 100% yet. And Takal Molson's banged up too, apparently. So that kind of sucks. But Providence and UConn are both going to be solid. Um, I, I like the point that Phantom made on, on his pod today about UConn returning 70% of their scoring. That's pretty huge, especially this year where practices are going to be shorter and stuff. Um, so, I mean, they could they could be in that group. I'm personally not buying the UConn hype, but you right. never know. The reality of it is we could say three through five, but I really think three and four are the more set with Providence and Seton Hall. And then you have someone that's going to come out in the bottom tier and jump into the top half. Who it is, I have no idea. So you're a Seton Hall expert. I was on a fucking aircraft carrier all of the conference season, so I didn't really get to watch any ball other than one – halfway fucking fuzzy Creighton Xavier game. How depend like I'm this is just my perception because I didn't watch basketball, so I don't know. But how fucking dependent were you guys on Miles Powell? Because I think that's the perception is without Miles Powell, what the fuck is Seton Hall doing? I've said this before and I stand by it. Down the stretch last year, Miles Powell was not their best player. It was Mambo. Like he was incredible. Oh, when he got, once he got going again, dude, he was unreal. Like the Marquette game sticks out in particular. Like he was unreal that game. So like Dude, there were times last year where I was kind of like, man, Miles, like, chill out, dude. Like, you don't need to be doing that. So, really, Willard obviously leans on his guard and that scoring role to be the guy. But I think you'll see, like, more balanced approaches here, which I'm pretty excited for personally. But I think Mom is going to be an absolute stud. Okay. Yeah, I honestly kind of forgot about Mom. Like, that's, that's, a, that's some pretty decent depth. It'll be a different roster for sure. Providence, again, I said this last year, and it fucking bit me in the ass, but their roster is fucking stacked. I don't know if they're going to end up being good, but they have a fuck ton of talent. And they're athletic and long. It's crazy. They're, they're definitely set up for another good regular season. Emphasis on regular season. It's insane, though, because it, they're, they're kind of like, to me, what Xavier was the last couple of years, where it's like you look at the roster top to bottom and, like, you look at what they were as recruits and just, like, what they project to be, and they're just not living up to it. Like, they've got a fuck ton of talent on that roster. It's just not – what you maybe thought it was going to be, even though I feel like they still have that potential. But um, I don't know. I mean, I could see them making a run. I just honestly can't really venture a guess. I don't really buy the UConn hype like that. I think Xavier's a year away. I, I think that Xavier's going to be in the five to eight range, if I had to guess. And then I don't really buy Butler. I don't think they're going to be great. I don't think they're going to be terrible. And then you have – They also lost uh, Scooby. So, like, they're, they're already down a man. And he was supposed Butler's, to be the top incoming freshman. Butler and weird-ass names, name your better combo. Um, and then fucking then you got, obviously, the Paul St. John's Georgetown, who are, I think, are behind everybody else. And another another roster that is really fucking interesting is Marquette's roster. I mean, they brought in that kid, DJ Card from Ohio State. They've got a fuck ton of talent, too. And they've got the JaVale McGee of the Big East, Theo John. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, that roster, I mean, I could see them making noise. I don't think they're going to, but I could see it. You can make a case for it. Um, so I really don't know in, in that three group. And I, I, that's a shitty response, but I have no, I have no fucking clue. That's what makes it fun. The Big East is obviously going to be a gauntlet. There's never going to be a, an off day. 
Uh, like even DePaul is going to be, and just like they were last year, they're going to be a game you have to think about. I mean, we found that out the hard way. Um, I mean, they have poly poly cap. They, they do. So, I mean, obviously that, that That's, um, escalates that to about things. top five. That's the goal. changes things. Top five in the country you're talking about, right? Yes. That's what right. I said. Of course. Of course. That's what I thought you meant. I, I, I didn't know if you meant top five biggies, top five in the country. Oh, no, no, no. Top five in the country. Like, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paul. Hey, cop that, bro. They're low. They got they got fucking uh, Day Day. They have they have the names for sure. They if they were, if you're ranking names, they didn't have one of the biggies for sure. Yeah. If, if if names won championships, they are a contender. Seton Hall's up there too. Seton Hall's uh, DePaul's always got, got the by juice. a long shot. Seton Hall's always got the juice. We got some good ones, but I mean, everybody sleeps on Carvasco and Macaulay, dude. That's like an unreal I, name. I know. That's bro. my guy. I had, you threw that one the other, the other day. I was like, "That's fucking impressive." Uh, an underrated so, horny name was Whitehead. Oh, <laughs> incredibly up. horny name. No one's no one's better than CJ Beathard though. Oh man, CJ beat hard. It can't beat, beat hard. Yeah, you can't you can't beat that man. Some beat hard, some beat harder. Um, and then I think that it's gonna be. I, I'm gonna play the Mister Irrelevant game. I think Georgetown's the worst team in the conference this year. Easily. Yeah, Georgetown's yeah. trash. I, I think they're going to be okay in the future under Ewing, but I don't think that this year's their year at all. I mean, they lost, nah. what, like 60% of their scoring? They lost goddamn everything. And that's what's crazy. We said with, like, Laval, for example, like, I think that Pat can coach. I agree. I just don't think he knew what he was getting into with college coaching. Like, it's just so fucking much compared to the NBA, I think. Well, you got to control – you're the coach and the GM in college. you got to control all aspects. And recruiting is a fucking yeah. monster. Like, absolutely. In, in the NBA, it's there's nothing like the what the recruiting cycle is. Like, recruiting literally never stops, and it's all you do in the off season. And like, it's literally years. Yeah, and recruiting is the lifeblood of every program. Like, say what you will about coaching, I think it's important. But if you can't bring in talent, you're done. You know, like, no point. And even and even coaching, like, if you can't bring in the dudes. And I don't know if he was ready for like the. It's it's not. It's, you're essentially the CEO of, of the program as opposed to just the X's and O's guy. It, it's your program. Like it's all. It's all you. Top to bottom. It is all you. You hire your staff. You recruit your guys. It's your system. You're the yeah. X's and O's guy. Like it is everything on you. Right. Exactly. I, I honestly think, man, you give me fucking LeBron and Anthony Davis, and we got a chance of fucking winning the championship. Whether it's me or fucking Joe Gatto, you know. I was dying at that, man. That was so funny. <laughs> hey, Joe, go, go coach the Lakers to a championship. <laughs> I didn't put that together until I was like, I was like, I was looking at that tweet. And I was like, man, he kind of looks like Frank Vogel. I'm like, oh, dude, that's right. He did it. <laughs> it's, that's the whole speaking, point. Speaking of that, Joe, old man brain. The two goat Big East teams, Seton Hall and Xavier, actually had the Impractical Jokers perform at halftime at the Rock. Yeah, dude. I actually watched that episode the other day, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I was doing, yeah. I was like doing the Leonardo DiCaprio meme post, like holding <laughs> <laughs> the beer, pointing. Yeah, exactly. Because I saw JP Makura shoot a half court shot. I was like, "Was that fucking JP Makura?" And then I'm like, "God, Seagull's logo. What the fuck?" Yeah, that's some goat shit, bro. Hey, were you there? No, I wasn't at that game. That'd be so hype. I would have lost my fucking marbles. Joe Gatto's so fucking funny. I'm sorry, Frank. Frank Vogel's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you get the, it's easy to get them mixed up. He's that show's never going to be the same for me again. <laughs> no, it literally won't. I'm just going to wait for LeBron to come out. 
I just love how Seton Hall's always in this goat shit. Like, the fucking good sex in the Big East video, like, just fucking gold. That's what started this whole thing. All because Seton of Hall. Bobby Gonzalez. Yeah. <laughs> the Gonzo. I hated that guy. He was a nut job. <laughs> you know what the what funny part about it too is like when he was hired people were like super excited about him because the guy Louis Orr who's actually on Pat Ewing's staff now was like a total like just like he would fall asleep on the bench dude like he was like the most the least energetic guy you've ever seen and then you have Gonzo who's a complete opposite just yelling and screaming at anything big Chris Mullen energy yeah exactly Chris Mullen had some incredible him. energy I miss him so much he was my fucking favorite coach of the Big East, hands down. He was such a fool. <laughs> JP, bro, our student section literally made him a fucking, like, balloon animal and gave it to him during the fucking awesome. game. And he, and he put it in his pocket and had it for the whole half. That's awesome. Dude, he didn't do fucking anything. It was awesome. He didn't care. I heard stories. I want to know what the fuck he was thinking about. Dude, I heard stories when uh, Shamari Pons, like, during the season, like, would never go to class, like, would never do anything. Chris Mullen was kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 sure, whatever, you know, just show up to practice. <laughs> like, he didn't care at all, dude. There was this one mic'd up game. You know what they do in like, a, a mic'd up game in the Big East or whatever? Love yeah, we were in it last year. Like, 30 seconds go by. They did one with St. John's. And it's one assistant coach just giving X's and O's. And, he, and he's literally tying his shoe for, like, 20 <laughs> seconds. And he's like, yeah, let's play hard. <laughs> and then they go. <laughs> No one even fucking acknowledged anything that he said. Wojo's the best at that thing. When they cut to, like, in the huddle, like, during the timeout, and he's just sitting there, and, like, an assistant's drawing up plays, and Wojo's kind of, like, sitting there clapping, like, just sitting there, though. Yeah. Like, like, what are you even die. there for? Like, what? And it just makes me wonder, like, why is he fucking there? No yeah, like, idea, dude. Uh, what, what does like, he do? Wojo just draws up plays called Get It to Marcus Howard. That's all he knows. Theo, you go, like, go hold someone over there and get a 15-yard penalty. Uh, and it shows, too, because Marquette had some fucking rosters, man. The, yeah. the, Hauser, the Hauser brothers, Marcus yeah. Howard, that was, a, that was a big three if I've ever seen one in college. Loaded. Never want to turn a game. <laughs> <laughs> That's what pisses me off. And I'm not trying to take shots because I think you guys would have gone on at least a Sweet 16 run this year. But you uh, look at some of the teams that fucking – so really, Nova Butler next are the only teams that have won the tournament since, since the Big East. And you look at these other fucking schools, man, it's like some of those Creighton teams, with, whether it be Doug McDermott or Marcus fucking um, – what was his fucking name? Foster. Uh, the really good fucking shooting guard. Yeah, Marcus Foster, bad dude. Those Providence teams with Bentel and Dunn, your teams with fucking Delgado and all those boys, Whitehead and all them dudes. Marquette's teams, like how has none of those teams done it in the tournament ever in the last like six, seven years? It's crazy. It's insane, bro. So it's many not- good teams. It's such a letdown when I'm filling my bracket because I'm like, oh, yeah, Providence is going to fuck these dudes up. Fucking Hall's going to destroy these fuckers. Marquette's going to play fucking John Morant's one, one versus five. Like I saw what they did against I, us I on picked, the road. I picked Murray State in that game. Yeah, that was Easy a tough money. drop for Marquette. They, I'll give Marquette uh, they get a pass on that one. There was no chance they were winning that game. Yeah. They destroyed John was him. taking it. They destroyed yeah. them. I still think that Marquette should win that game. See, I, I'm I, I think that. it should be like, closer. Jaw was, was fantastic, don't get me wrong. But, like, I would still say Duke should have beaten fucking uh, C.J. McCollum. As good as McCollum is. It's Duke. You have one Duke and a bunch of scrubs. I'm sorry. And Xavier like, beat him. Yeah, you're damn right we beat him. Uh, 
you're damn right, you did. Sweet 16, baby. Um, but it, it just blows my mind, man. I think, I think we're due. And it just sucked because there were a lot of teams playing really good ball going into March last year. We had a deep, we had a deep conference. If, yeah, it felt like it was going to be a big year for us in, in the tournament. That was going to be the year where we could actually get respect as a conference and say, no, it's not just Villanova. And now instead we're sitting here still and we got to deal with a bad 12. <laughs> I know. The bad 12, I love that. The fu- I do. The bad 12 is your, <laughs> is your fucking flight, dude. I fucking love it. The bad 12. Dude, I'll never acknowledge them as the Pac-12. Oregon's never. not a part of the bad 12. They're in the Pac-12. They're the only team in the yep. Pac-12. <laughs> There's one team in the, one team the Pac-12. One. Yeah, the, the Pac-1. The bad 12. The rest are just trash. It's so bad at every sport. Like, the good thing about the Pac-12, though, is you watch those games and Bill Walton calls them, and he's, like, stoned all the time. It's perfect, oh my god! It's a fuck around it. conference. It's perfect because it's a shitty conference, and then Bill Walton just makes a joke out of it. It's already a joke. You might as well fucking make a joke out of it. He's, he's he going, literally Whoa. ate peanut butter off his fingers. Dude, he ate a in the middle of the with game. a lit candle on it. Dude, I love Bill Walton. He's the fucking man. As long as he's not calling your game, he's no, calling two Xavier games, and it's the game. fucking worst. Because when you watch fucking like, punch game and Bill's calling, like you want to like lock in, but you can't. Because you're just it's, laughing dude, at Bill. It pisses me off so yeah. – I know. It sucks, dude. It's the worst. I literally would try to, like, turn on the fucking local radio and just sync it up because I can't stand watching yeah. my team with Bill Walton. It's, it's horrible. You I'm not going to lie. When, when Bill Walton calls a game, I turn the game off. Oh, oh you're missing out, man. Andy. You're not, I, won, you're I hate some, the Pac-12. It's horrible. I'm not here for some, Bad here for some Bad 10 12. o'clock Oregon State, Washington State. Was I am Walton not here call. for that. That's, that's good. Who, if it was anybody that's, else, if it was anybody else, good, I'd be all for it. But with Bill thing. Walton on the call, I want to. I just want to slit his throat. He's so Andy. fucking annoying to me. Andy, Andy, you're telling me you're not going to be here for getting fucking blitzed and watching Mick Cronin versus Sean Miller sweating through his fucking suit with Bill Walton on the call. You're I'll watch that, that game on mute. Oh Fuck Bill fuck. Walton. This Horrible guy. I cannot Horrible. stand him. I remember there was a baseball game that he was calling. Like, now like, talking about had, baseball. Andy. They had him call, they they had him call a baseball game. It was awful. We're talking about baseball. Yes, we're what talking about happen? baseball. Um, if you know any fucking co-hosts that would fucking take the show with me. <laughs> What's happening right now? You probably what can fill a quick list. <laughs> I know. That, that's it, Andy. I'm like fucking Justin Timberlake and Instinct. I'm going fucking solo. <laughs> 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 no, but Blast that is bullshit, Trump. though. That's like when fucking Charles Barkley calls fucking NCAA tournament games. I'm like, get this man the fuck out of here. I can agree with that one. I love Chuck, but he doesn't know a fucking thing about college hoops. No. He was barely in it. Like, he's, I know. He's not been involved in college hoops except the three or four years he was in it. So, Andy, I hear you on Bill Walton calling baseball. I hear you on anyone calling baseball. And there's a deep Besides shot. Tom That's Brennan. a home run. <laughs> That's exactly yeah, of what I was trying to do. And I don't know if I'm going to be announcing any more games here at Foxley with the Reds. Oh, that shit is fucking goaded. I'm going to put on this headset again. <laughs> That's just so goaded, dude. That home run is fucking now, incredible. Dude, 10 years from now, you'll remember who won the World Series this year, but you'll remember Tom Brennan's Nick Castellanos home run call. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember, like, this one of those, like, you remember where you were moments. I can't wait to tell my kids about it. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. This guy derogatorized an entire group of people and apologized by calling a home run. He oh, was doing god. his job, man. <laughs> I know. I, I know. What's he supposed to do? 
the ultimate unhorny move. Because it is, it is a tough situation, though. I don't know what I would have done in that situation. Like, it's not like it was a single or a double. It's a fucking home run. At, yeah. at that point, you just, I mean, it's you just finish funny. the apology. Like, <laughs> it was just that, That's your main focus, like, because you know, like, your job's on the line. But you can't tell me that if someone hit a home run during your apology, you wouldn't at least think about it. <laughs> you would at least be like, do I fucking say this shit? What the fuck do I do? <laughs> at least, but he doesn't, he doesn't even hesitate. It's like, a conundrum. <laughs> He's been doing this for 20 years. Me too. He's a But I respect him just kind of like just kind of rolling with the punches and just calling the home run, you know? <laughs> exactly. I wish it had been like a fucking sack bunt, though. And Castellanos is out at first. I mean, some goddamn goat shit. But, uh,. <laughs> Well, let's see if we can get back on the rails for five seconds here real quick. So we pretty much went through what I think is to be the tiers in the Big East. Any storylines stick out or, like, guys that you're watching or think breakout players, that kind of shit? Anything you're, like, looking out, out for this year? Or the long schedule, UConn, like, what, what kind of sticks out to you for storylines? UConn will definitely be cool to have them back just to get oh, two more Big East games. Like, I know, like, for me, too, like, that's just going to be two more games, like, locally to go to, especially, like, once, like, college, like, the uh, conference season starts. But, um, I mean, they're obviously going to be the storyline of this of the entire season. Everything is going to be about UConn. God forbid mm-hmm. John Rossi could go five minutes out thinking about Dan Hurley. Dude, <laughs> it's going to get so annoying. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm actually really excited they're, they're in the Big East. Like, and I'm not trying to fucking – Definitely. Like, I'm not trying to simp them too hard, but you can't lie to me and say that they're not – a top three brand now easily you know like they add a lot for a definitely like I, I, I think it's huge i think it's huge i mean i, I don't know about you i mean it's we, we come from different circles you know our programs have different histories but you know we come from the fucking mcc in the 80s and 90s the a10 in the 2000s and you know i remember you know as a kid when i was falling in love with college basketball i'm you know 10 11 12 years old we're in the, the a10 and we're good you know, top 25 and making sweet 16s and shit. But, like, UConn was a fucking blue blood, man. Like, I'm watching Okafor, and, and, and they were – I mean, they won championships, man. Like, they were big boys, you know? Like, big boy, big boys. A guy that doesn't uh, get talked about much, Josh Boone. Like, he had that uh, – <laughs> Josh, Josh Boone fan club over here. You brought up Josh Boone more Josh than Boone's anyone. Josh Boone stan. He, I, dude, he's holding down the Josh Boone fan club. And he's a good player, but you he talk about him all the good. time. He was awesome. I'm not. I'm not lying. No like, one talks but, about him. <laughs> go off. Go off about Josh Boone real quick. Like I mean, like talk about. You don't have a more like. It's hard to find a more dominant center that year, and he really didn't even didn't make it professionally. But in college basketball, you do not find a more dominant center that year. Horny like, Josh Boone Twitter. <laughs> I, I remember watching that game against Albany, and like. Uh, <laughs> But I'm sitting here thinking like, how the hell is this fucking, like, I, I was Josh sitting here like, this dude's going to take over the league. And, uh, it's how so is funny he letting this kid, happen? Yeah. And then he took over the last, like, two minutes and they finally pulled it out. Pulled it out. I thought Sean May was going to be like a six-time NBA MVP. <laughs> I was the biggest Sean May stand when I was, like, 12. <laughs> I remember the Lakers picked Andrew Bynum over Sean May, and, like, 11-year-old me was like, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to pick him over Sean May? Hey, I'm a Timberwolves fan. I know all about missed picks. Johnny, hashtag fuck. Johnny Flynn over Steph Curry. 
I feel Big that. Biggie's legend, Johnny Flynn. Big God damn right. God, dude, dude he was nasty. Movie. He was so good. I hate God. him. I know he was, dude. Those Syracuse teams were fucking, dude. He was awesome for that team. God damn, he was fucking legit. He was one of my favorite players. I'm telling you, Andy, there's an alternate universe. He was like a 12 time All Star and he led the Timberwolves <laughs> to like three championships. Just not this like KCP. one. Yeah, Contavious <laughs> Colwell Goat. Uh, but yeah, man, just having UConn and, and all the history they have, and I just think they're going to pump a lot of, of eyeballs and notoriety. And I mean, the first Big East tournament we have with fans with UConn is going to be a shit show and a good yeah, one. Yeah, that'll be cool. It's going to be feel... fucking wild. Someone was telling me the other day that um, I think it was Sleeveless actually was saying that he went to the tournament one time. And as soon as he got off the train in Grand Central, there was a UConn champ breaking out. Like, that's so cool, dude. Dude, I've heard they take that shit over. I believe it. I'm going to wear the fuck out of my AAC UConn sweatshirt. You have to. (laughs) Dude, I got it, dude. It's fucking beautiful. It's gorgeous, bro. I'm so glad he got that. I might just spray paint the uh, American Pest Solutions fucking logo over top of it. Can we get this made? We have to, bro. Oh, my God. That shit is so fucking funny, dude. The AC just makes – oh, my God. They make it so easy. It's the it best. too easy. But, like, yeah, man, I just I, – it's just – it's cool to have UConn, though. Like, I, I think that kind of, like, it makes the Big East, like, feel complete. And and now I feel like I've connected with so many Big East accounts just because of UConn. That's actually pretty valid, yeah. It's either hating on UConn – well, actually, it's mostly hating on UConn. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely right. all hating on UConn. We're just all gonna <laughs> we're all gonna be unified by just being annoyed by fucking UConn. Honestly, because, I don't think we should even acknowledge them until they're good. That's my thought uh, on it. I'm here for that. But, but honestly, we gotta give them credit. Like Ace Pet wasn't a thing until UConn came around. Very true. Sleeveless the goat. Literally, I know. But but they really did unite us, bro. Because I remember like when they came through, Twitter was fucking insane. JP, I don't even think we knew each other back then. But like they I were going to Twitter fun. existed before UConn came. But they were going ape shit. I remember like no escalators. I you know tagged him with some bullshit. He fucking fired it out or whatever. And then he had like a list of like Big East accounts to follow, and I was like one of them. And there was like twelve of them or some shit. So all the fucking Big East accounts followed me, and it was just a field day. I remember for like a month, like all the UConn and Big East schools just going fucking crazy. It was Dude, so you were fun. hilarious in July. <laughs> I, I, I had a, I had a good UConn July. videos were so funny, man. I had a good July. <laughs> that was so I, funny. I had to, I had to get my licks in, but that shit was so funny. You did. There, there's gonna be so much good content for years to come with those guys, man. Yeah, definitely. The, it's gonna be so you don't them. You could split with UConn, and they would somehow make you think that you lost a season series. <laughs> they're they, they're literally like that. Bro. They're so goddamn pretentious, though. It drives me fucking crazy. Like I love that. I love that fan base. But I literally Hall today was like, you know, um, like he blatantly said, "We're simply better than you, dude." And it's like, what? You let. I just want to know, like, how you become a UConn fan. Like, what, like, hap has to happen in your life where you're like, okay, I'm gonna root for UConn. I get it if you were born, like, if you were watching them. Yeah, I get it if you were watching them before, like, 2015. But, like, the last yeah. five years, they fucking sucked. But it's like when you look at, like, the geography. You have, like, Rhode Island that has too. Providence. And then you have New York, which is right next to it. They have St. John's and Seton Hall's, like, right there, too. So, it's like New Yorkers that are UConn fans are just, like, they're like someone that lives in, like, Arkansas and is a Cowboys fan. Or, or like, 
Maine that is a right. Cowboys fan. That's probably a exactly. Because college is like regional to me. You know what I mean? Like that's local, and that's why I'm such a diehard Xavier fan and not as big of like a Bearcats or not Bearcats, Bengals and Reds. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Oh, Cowboys Bearcats fan. Well, hey, Andy, it, Andy, it's because the Bengals and Bearcats are synonymous, Andy. Fucking they really sucks. are. They're the fucking same. Any team that wears Cincinnati across their chest is the fucking same, Andy. I'm sorry. But you're rooting for – you're essentially rooting for Bearcats baseball and Bearcats football with the Bengals and the fucking Reds, Andy. I hate to break it to you. But um, they're just one and the same. But it's kind of the same thing. And I lost my train of thought, I'm being honest with you. I have no idea what the fuck I was saying. I'm going to be completely honest. No <laughs> idea what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> can we Can we? No clue. Um – and talk about the roadkill <laughs> rivalry. Yeah, let's yeah. just go there. Yeah. 100%. I like that. And so, I mean, obviously we had that incredible battle with jo- um, Joey Waller. That was <laughs> electric. That wasn't really a that battle. Was that was like one-on-one million. Well, yeah, um, like, that, that's kind of what brought Seton Hall and Xavier together. Like, that's how I yeah. got introduced to pantaloons. Yeah. Was, he was like, I'm going to buy a Xavier shirt now just to piss him off. God, that dude The legend, sucks. pantalones. The, the legend. Know. Live, laugh, loans. He invited me to his fucking box in the fucking Big East tournament. Bro, same. I'm actually going to go. That's I'm hype. Me too. Going. Yeah, my dad's going with too. We'll kick it in the fucking then the loans box. Dude, that'll be sick. I be honestly like, wonder, like, what does, like, he do, like, for a living? Like, he must, like, have, like, a he ton does of money. Well. Like, if he's got a box, like, at the Garden for a Big East tournament, dude. I've seen him take, like, three vacations since I've known him on Twitter, and that's over, like, five months. <laughs> <laughs> that guy lives. He's my hero. He's actually my hero. I haven't taken a vacation since, like, 2016. Like, uh, you've, been, bro, you've been free since 2016. <laughs> goddamn right, bro. I've been living on goddamn fucking floating jail. But And that thing, too, like, he sent, like, multiple kids to college and shit, so I don't know what he does, but he's doing okay for himself. <laughs> And I'll just sit outside the uh, sit outside the garden waiting for you guys to come out. That'd be great. <laughs> I'll give you my AC sweatshirt to keep you warm. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, it'll be March by then. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, it starts warming up a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, <laughs> dude. Have you have you been to a biggie tournament yet? I have been. How many have you been to? Two. That's fucking sick. So you live? Do you live close to uh, like Seton Hall's campus? It's about like a three-hour drive down. A two or three? Three. That's a pretty good drive. How many games do you go to normally? I, I can usually only get down for the weekends, but like sometimes I'll make exceptions, like for like Powell's senior night, like that work day. The, the work day was horrible the next day, but that was like one thing where it was like you know, got to do it. Um, to. Like I don't really go to like games like during the weeks, but pretty much every weekend I'm driving down. Damn. How hard. close is how close is Newark to NYC? Uh, about 25 minutes it's so light so like when i go down like i'll stay in the city like i'll go watch the game on like saturday i'll go over to the sports book and then i'll like just chill in the city all night that's fucking cool man it's wild because like i hear south orange and i hear like newark new jersey it doesn't mean a fucking thing to me being from fucking cincinnati ohio like so i'm kind of thinking the same thing like what the fuck do you think of when you think of fucking cincinnati ohio like do you think it's the same thing as like goddamn like iowa or some shit Pretty much, dude. I mean, you're in the <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds about right. I bet you guys think like anything west of like really New York is just the fucking boonies. Kind of, man. To be honest, like, I know. I get it. I, you're not wrong because we got we got everything here. Like on like the Northeast in general, like there's New York City and Boston. Like everything else is just like below that. It's all relative, man. 
I just can't stand that mindset of like the fucking like northeast like Yukon style thinking. Like I feel like you have like your northeast like tough like guys that I can like relate to, like the Seton Hall kind of style of thinking, but like the Yukon like pretentious no escalator shit. And I love no escalators. But like I just can't fucking get down with like that, like we're better than you bullshit. Like there's such like a we're better than you pretentious like kind of vibe up there. Yeah. That's pretty spot on. <laughs> like that northeast like bullshit. Like I can't fuck with that. It just doesn't doesn't do it for me. I, I have to ask you, like, um, based on like what do you think of Cincinnati, how are you picturing Dana Gardens? Dude, I cannot wait to get out to Dana. Dana is like my favorite bar Twitter account in the history of Twitter. They are the best, dude. I, I can't wait guys. to get out to Dana. Um, like, it seems like such a cool spot. Like, like we have a couple bars too, like near near the near the Prue, like pregame and postgame. Like, that's like the place you go. Um, but I can definitely see Dana being probably ten times that. They're well, great people. I'll tell Dana you that Dana. it's packed um, because it is. It, it's 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 literally a hole in the wall. But it's the greatest hole in the wall that you'll ever walk into. I love that. Just, it's got I mean, there's like like 500 Xavier license plates from over the years, like 90 Xavier jerseys, like A10 championship banners, like just all kinds of crazy old memorabilia and shit. It's cool as fuck. Yeah, man. I want to get out to Cincy. Come catch a game at Cintas and, and, and live around Cincy for a weekend. We love our fucking hoops. We'll, we'll get that to happen. What the we hell else do you guys have out there? Kind of what? <laughs> I said, what else do you guys have out there? So hoes? Chili. Hoops, hoops and Andy driving by the Red Stadium. Hoops and chili. That's pretty much it. Yeah. God, simple it. life. It ain't much, but it's honest work. It, it, it ain't much. So what's like the uh, the Cincinnati chili for, for fucking, seat, like, I don't know, South Orange? Like, what's your guys' skyline? Um, I can't really speak to South Orange, but. I can probably speak to PC things more because I live right near PC. Mm-hmm. The big, the big road peninsula thing is wieners, hot wieners. Hey, yo. <laughs> hot wieners. Oh man, that 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 just goes together. Providence and brand. wieners. That's on brand. It really does. That's 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 how things are up here. That doesn't surprise me one bit. I'm actually honestly really happy to hear someone else say it. does Providence Providence get on your goddamn nerves like me and Andy like they're just so fucking annoying no goddamn dude Providence fans are the worst so like (laughs) so like I've like I've lived in in Rhode Island like most of my life right so every year for the Providence game like all my boys are Providence fans so like I'll like you know I'll shit talk before the game and like they know Seton Hall's better so it'd be kind of like quiet (laughs) unless it was like the one year they had like Bentil and Dunn and they were talking all this shit and I was like you know talking shit too because it's like what you do but like you guys are still like top years, five in the like, conference. Dude, the last couple of years, like I go to the games every year. I talk all this shit. Nobody wants to talk before the game. And then after the game, my fucking phone blows up. I got like a hundred texts, dude. Like, you know, holy shit. And I was like, dude, where was his energy like 24 hours ago? They literally are scared. Oh, yeah. I, it's okay. You know, remember, it's, it's uh, okay. I get it. The, the, um, the, the night that Xavier beat Providence last year, I was out with, um, for my friend's birthday. So we watched, watched the game, and then uh, we, we went out afterwards. I ran into these Providence fans at the bar, and I just started screaming at them. Uh, and they, they, don't have, they don't take it. They do not take it. No, they so, don't. Ass. They have the worst they accounts on Twitter, hands down. Well, it's like the worst accounts are all Providence accounts. Send love to Bluff. Bluff's a real one. <laughs> 
Fluff, fluff is dope as fuck, and the cry is cool, and that surprise fam is okay. That's I swear, it. next time Bluff um, posts that one video of the Big East Tournament semifinal. <laughs> All right. This is the last thing we're going to talk about until we get to rapid fires and shit. What the fuck is up with prioritizing semifinal fucking Big East tournaments over winning the goddamn tournament? Honestly, though, I can kind of speak to this a little bit. Like, the Big East tournament is, like, huge. Like, I know you guys, you guys are still kind of, like, new to it, but, like, that's, like, huge. Like, there's no really word to describe it. Like, winning at the Garden is, like, the best feeling ever. I mean, like, I get like, that. Like, when Xavier ultimately wins a Big East tournament, you guys are going to feel, like, a state of, like, bliss for, like, five days. Like, I, I get that. Like, we do want to win a Big East tournament. But I will – like, if, if God said that you can win a Big East tournament but you'll get knocked out in the round of 32, I will – or you can go to a Final Four and lose in the first round of the Big <laughs> East tournament. I will choose the Final Four. Like, no, I think a Final – I'll take a Final Four over 15 Big East tournaments. I'll I'll, I'll take – I will take a Sweet 16 over the Big East tournament. I'll trade that immediately. Immediately. If I could could lose in the first round in the Big East tournament but but go to the Sweet 16, I'd rather win win the Big East tournament and lose in the round 32. I don't get that, man. I don't get that. Because to us, like – makes no sense to us. To us, like, the round of 32 is a failure. Like – it's it's like a sweet we're sixteen pissed. is a is an accomplishment. If we get knocked out in the round of thirty two, we're pissed about it for years. Like I'm still not over um, Bronson Kenny yeah. hitting that shot in the corner. I'm still oh, not over it. Fucking Christ. I'm still not over Florida State well, beating Florida us State. as a one seed. I'll never get over it. I'll never get over it. But There's like Providence thing. beating us in the semifinals of the Big East tournament, I forgot Don't that give a happened. Fuck. Don't give a shit. Don't the only time I think about it is when Bluff is in my mentions. We still got a goddamn onesie. Because, to, honestly, the, the pinnacle is the fucking NCAA tournament. That's the pinnacle of, of, of all sports, in my opinion. The best sporting event in all, of all time. And it's yeah. like, even when we were in the A-10, it's like if we knew our seed, we're, like, we're, we're, top, we're top 20, we're going to get a four or five seed. Who gives Don't shit give about fucking about playing A-10. Rhode Island and Dayton and these fuckers? But if we were fucking, we had to win it, we won four games in four days and we went to the tournament. It's just, I don't know. The conference tournament, to me, is a vehicle to get to the, like, the big dance. But we've also been the big in the fucking Big East for six years. We didn't grow up in the, you know, come up in this shit in the seventies and eighties where it's like the toughest conference in the fucking country, and you play in the only really conference tournament that has a huge fucking you know, tradition and all this shit. So I, I get where you guys come from. It's a different perspective. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you got to think like so like for like me like Seton Hall fans and like Providence fans like the biggest game that like we used to play every year in the old Big East was when we would match up in like the first round of the Big East tournament, and like that was like our Super Bowl. So now, like, being in the new Big East, and it's like we're going to conference finals, what feels like pretty often, like, it's pretty huge, you know? Right. Well, that just shows, like, how far you guys have grown as a program. It doesn't mean, like, it uh, – like, to me, like, the first round of the Big East tournament, yeah, you want to win that because if you're losing that, because that's, that's fucking pathetic. Um, but I would much rather lose in the first round of the Big East tournament – then losing the round of 32 of the NCAA tournament. Like, yeah, I just, just don't get the whole valuing a conference tournament over an NCAA tournament because that, that is what it's all about. This year was probably like the first year where I was like, all right, like I would honestly prefer if Seton Hall did not, like if they won, like they beat, they beat Marquette obviously because fuck Marquette and then <laughs> lost to whoever Thank they you. had to play in the next game. Like, and I wouldn't have really cared because like it would have just given them more rest to go into the NCAA tournament. Like, like, I'm thinking, like, the year, like, they won it with Whitehead. 
they literally had to turn around and go out to the West Coast and play, like, what, two days right. later or some shit, dude? Like, it was such bullshit. And then draw Gonzaga on the list. Like, that was bullshit. That's my perspective, too, is it's like, I don't want to fucking get beat the fuck up in the Big East tournament just to fucking turn around and lay a fucking egg against some 11 seed, you know? Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. We want to win the Big East tournament. We're not there to lose. Don't get me wrong. But that's not Xavier's Super Bowl. Our, we're, we're trying to win the Big Dance. Like, but that's just always been our, our blueprint. You know, we want to play our, be- our best on March 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th. Like um in twenty seventeen when we we're playing Butler in the quarterfinals, like it, it came down to the final. So Trayvon Blewett had to um go all Trayvon Blewett. Uh and if we don't win the game, we don't go to the tournament. Yeah. So that I, that's when that's when we're playing like it's our Super Bowl. But yeah. if, if it's just if we know we're a fucking two seed already, we're we're we we're, we're trying to win for sure, but it's not. But even the next round after that when we played Creighton and Mark Marcus Foster went off. Like we were no, down no. to the final seconds. And like, I mean, at that point, we we already have a spot in the tournament. Like, we we're pr- yeah. very confident that we're in, but we still want to win that game. But after after that game, like, yeah, okay, big deal. Let's go. Let's let's go win at the big things. Yeah, I feel you. Twenty eighteen, we played Providence. Like, we lost the game. Oh man, that sucks. I wanted to win that game. Oh well, we're still a one seed. <laughs> exactly. Like, I know. It's just different let's get ready. But I get where they're coming from because the Big East tournament is is gilded. It, it's a big deal. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's just interesting talking to you guys about it. I feel like, like, like uh, the old Biggies teams, like they value the Biggies tournament like way more than everyone else because like we've like lived through it for so long. Exactly. You know, like you guys are still like new to the whole thing. And like, if you're one probably, day, like, one day, like twenty years from now, you're gonna be like, "Fuck, can't believe we lost in the Biggies semifinal." I mean, that kind of thing. Think about it. We, we might. Uh, dude, I guarantee you. I guarantee you will. We're still pretty new, Andy. I mean, it's been, what, six, seven years? I mean, we're new, but, like, I mean, my mindset about conference tournaments has not changed at all. No, but I think it's going to be different now, man. I, I really do think the conference is going to be different with Utah in it. I mean, it's going to be different. We want to win the games. And, JP, can I be honest with you? The Big East, as much as I love it and I'm a stand, like, it's not what it was in 2008. Like, oh, I win- agree. winning a Big East championship those years – Fuck. Yeah, That's that was gauntlet. legit. That, those Lord. back then, dude, it was, like, impossible to navigate through it. If you won the That's biggest what... tournament back then, like, you were legit. That's what the reality is, if you won the biggest tournament, you were going to make a run, too. And I'll Lord never George say that it's not yeah. an accomplishment. Like, winning the Big East, like, even now, and especially back then, like, you had to work your ass off, and you had to beat some damn good teams, and you're, you're, you're hot right now, and you're hot at the right time. Like, it's – But, but Andy, I hear your point, though. Your point is, is I think this, you know, is everyone knows programs grow in March. Like, look what fucking the Final Four did for Loyola. For Loyola. Look what it did for fucking Steph Curry. Like, that's where programs get noticed and get huge growth. It's not, to be honest with you, when we, we win the Big East tournament, the Big East is like, okay, that's dope. No one else gives a fuck, really, honestly. Like, people care if you get a fucking Final Four. People care if you get a fucking championship. People care if you win in March. Like, at, at least from a national perspective. So that, yeah, honestly, valid. that's the that's the way I look at it. It's like that's where we're gonna grow. We're not gonna grow by winning biggest tournaments. You know what I'm saying? Like that's cool. Don't get me wrong, but we're gonna fucking raise the profile of our program by going to fucking Final Four, by going to by consistently getting the second weekend, like being noticed in the biggest stage. That's just my perspective. I think that's a lot of it too, though. It's like so, like I was just saying, like last year, like I would have been fine if they lost in the semis and then made a run to like the Elite Eight, Final Four, whatever. What you guys they are very gone capable to. of doing. 
exactly like right in that situation like when you know you have like a really good team like i really don't like care about the biggest tournament as much but like most years where it's like you're kind of like scrapping and fighting like Okay. You're probably going to be between, like, a 7 to a 10. Like, you don't know really where you're going to be. Like, you know you're going to get in, but it's, like, you're probably not going to go that far. So, it's, like, the biggest tournament really kind of is everything. Well, see, and that's, that's kind of what we're saying is to us, conference tournaments, they're only a spot to um, improve right. your seed. Like, the year we yeah. lost to Providence, we were already a one seed. We yeah, did right. not so that, care it doesn't that really, we lost. It doesn't really matter that much that year because you, you had the team. You know what I mean? And that's what we're saying. Like when, when we need to make the tournament, when we, when we need the biggies resume to oh, make the tournament, in. we yeah. are, we're all in like that, that game means everything. Like uh, two that years ago yeah. in the biggie semifinal against Villanova, like that, that game broke my heart. Cause that's what left us oh. out of the tournament. Yeah. That's some bullshit too. Yeah. I feel that. That's a lot of the fun of the biggest tournament too, is that to win the biggest tournament, you know, going in, you're going to have to beat Nova and beating Nova is <laughs> yeah. like, it's it's yeah. massive. Like no matter what it is, it's inevitable. You got to go through those guys. Yeah, you have to. At some to. point, at some point, yeah, yeah you, you can't run away from it. Yeah, yeah, you know they're inevitable. When was the last time they weren't in a Big East championship? I think they've been every single one. At least in the new Big East. No, I thought the first year was Creighton versus Providence. Was it? it I think so. Okay, maybe. But it's also too. I mean, Providence cares about it so much because it's really all they have. They haven't won a fucking tournament game since nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, and they were good that year. They were real good that year, but that was also 90, 20 years ago. In 99? <laughs> no, I was talking about the other one, the Big East. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That team was good. The Chris that Dunn, Ben Bento team? Yeah, the team yeah. was loaded. I'm a big Chris Dunn fan. I love Chris Dunn. Yeah, like, I mean, Kurt, he was the man. He was really fucking good. But, like, but that's, like, that's, what, like that's what doesn't – like, that's what I don't get about – Um, I, clearly I've gotten in a little bit of beef with Bluff. Um, <laughs> dude, there's real ass beef, dude. Like, to put it's, it not even, it's not even like fake beef now. Because for a second, I was like, okay, just they're having a bad day. And now it's like legit ass beef. Like, I'm just oh. getting annoyed. Like, JP, we need to have a therapy episode where you and I are just kind of like the uh, the middlemen, you know? We kind of just help them talk through their issues. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, it's like um, every time I see, like, come on, make a final four, I'm like, come on. Do something. Literally win, anything. Win one tournament game Literally, in the last fucking two Win decades. one tournament game this century. Are you century. fucking kidding me? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, you guys have been I was five. for two decades. I was Shut five. Shut the fuck up. Anybody we've born like, in the we've last... we the second weekend like 10 times the last like 20 years. They've been like zero. We probably have like 19 tournament wins in the last 20 years. They have zero. Fuck off. Jesus fucking Christ. Literally done fucking nothing in 20 years. Like like Donald Trump with a fucking thing. Forty years you've done nothing. I'm literally like twenty years you've done nothing. <laughs> twenty Cash years you've Trump. done nothing. <laughs> so we have to have our run. Providence rant every episode. God, they're have such assholes. And like they've done shit. And they, I, I don't know. I don't know. They just fucking annoy me. They're like UC. Like UC won championships in the '60s, and they act like they're fucking high and mighty for being big O. He's fucking seventy-nine years old. Like sick. We celebrated in black and white in the '60s. Fucking congratulations. I just I mean I don't know what to fucking tell you, and it's like, especially when it's like you're talking like a 22 year old. I'm like, bro, you were negative 40. You were negative 44 when they won championships. Like, fucking congrats. Although I will say to that point, I wish that Seton Hall won 89, even though I wasn't even born yet or even a thought at that point. Here's just so thing. I can talk shit about it. I feel that, but I feel like 80s is more like that's at least 
we was on television. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I can actually confirm that it actually happened. And the think about how basketball shit, was that in, in that time. That era was yeah. a gauntlet. And, too, in the 60s and shit, there was, like, 16 teams in the NCAA tournament. Like, there was, like, 24 teams. And then, like, there was also – the NIT was also almost just as good. So, it's not really the same thing, you know? That's the best. Up, Dude, have you guys up, gotten into any arguments with Providence fans over their NIT championships? Oh, my. <laughs> when did they win the NIT championship? Like, the 50s and 60s? I forgot when it was, but I know they won one of them. And it's like they hang their hat on it. Like, oh, like, we were oh. good back then. Like, we won this NIT. And I was like, it's Who the NIT regardless of what cares? the was. And, we was. Yeah. We won and, one in 58. The yeah, we never mention it. And I don't give a once. fuck about that shit. I would not rather it ever mention happen. Who gives a shit? I'm a what have you done for me lately kind of guy. That, that, that's, exa- that's exactly the same conversation we have with UC fans. Like, and what have you done? Fans. Like, I'm I'm 26 years old. Like, I use my lifetime as I think I feel like 25 years is a good chunk of time. <laughs> a quarter of a fucking century. Yeah. What have you done in that time? <laughs> Nothing. Exactly. That's, that's, the bed. that's every a big thing. Every time UC year. fans bring up, like, a, a, a college student will bring up UC's national championships, and I'm like, all right, now tell me about something that happened after your parents were born. <laughs> the Walkman hadn't even been invented yet. Jesus fuck. <laughs> God damn. Shut the fuck up. Listen to it on the goddamn radio. All right, all right. Let's let, let's get back. We we go we've gone into about a thousand tangents. Um, JP, Fuck what is your strategy to beat us in the H bet tournament? Dude, so I heard that Pantalones is actually a really big dude. So he's gonna be my bitch. So my my whole strategy is gonna be dump it down low to Pantalones and let the big fella work. <laughs> I'm just gonna be there. I'm just gonna be the Steve Wojo of this team. <laughs> I respect that. I might see a couple jumpers, but <laughs> right. with, with me and Cap, I mean, I'm six foot, 150 pounds. He's the strength. I'm the height. We can't be in the same place at once. We're gonna be Andy. You and I are gonna be like fucking. Uh, who is Andrew? We're gonna be like Andrew Rousey and fucking uh, <laughs> what's his nuts? The other fucking guard that I can't. I'm blanking on his name. The fucking scoring machine. That's gonna be us, Andy. I'll be Rousey. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, if, if Pantalones is a big dude, you guys might have something going. I think so. Yeah. I, I, I don't, Andy. I do not want to. I don't, I don't want anything to do with Pantalones. The story is that Pantalones is 6'5", and he was Fucking a legend Christ. at Hall. So, I'm going to take up on his word on that, and I'm going to let him go to work. He's going to be my Angel <laughs> Delgado. Pantalones has never told a lie. Because you know Pantalones has an unreal, like, hook shot. Oh, he's like Jackie Moon, but good. Have you ever seen a long tame Polly? Yeah, of course. With a white, with a white chocolate. All I'm envisioning is like <laughs> pantalones shirtless, shooting a jump hook, and his fucking like sweaty, fucking hairy chest rubbing his <laughs> like, face. And I'm just, I want nothing to do with it. Uh, <laughs> Not- he's gonna be my ultimate weapon, dude. He's gonna be making jokes. He's gonna be tweeting that count the entire time we're playing. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, though. is up seven two. I'm, the A-Fet tournament goes through Xavier and Seton Hall, though. Like, I'm, I'm down to take. I'm not scared of anybody else. I'll I'm not scared eight. of no escalators. I'm not, I'm not scared of Hall. Hot, hot balls. I'll, we'll eat all their, all their lunch. But oh, like, God. We're I don't want to do with Pantalone. <laughs> I like to think of myself like a Quincy McKnight type defensive specialist. <laughs> a little bit. You know, I'll, I'll hit a couple of jumpers. Maybe I'll make an insane drive. You know, you never know what Quincy's going to give you. 
Yeah, get, get a play here and there, and then just let fucking pantalons go on an 18-0 run. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Carry the team. All right, bro. We really appreciate your time getting away from the wifey. I don't know if that's a favor or if we're hurting you there. Um, <laughs> no comment. But, uh, <laughs> no comment. I plead the fifth. Correct yeah, answer. Correct but answer. No, it was fun, man. Glad, glad to join. So you down for a quick little rapid fire two minutes, and then we'll get you the fuck out of here? All right, let me roll up my sleeves. All right, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you got to lock in, bro. All right, hold on. He's rolling, he's rolling sleeves up, folks. All right, I had to finish the, had to finish the Budweiser. All right, let's go. <laughs> my guy, all right. Favorite local food? Oh, that's a tough one. Probably have to go with uh, some, uh, I don't know, I'm an Italian guy, so I got to go with some Italian food. We got some good Italian here. I thought he was going weenus. Uh, favorite favorite uh, Will Smith movie? <laughs> oh man, that's a tough one. You put me on the spot. Quick rapid fire. I gotta go. Hitch. All right, good, good man. Yeah, you, you gotta pretend like you got a gun to your head. What side of the yeah. bed? What's that? What side of the bed you sleep on? Right. Good right man. Side. You can yeah. be anybody's little spoon in the world. Who are you picking? Oh man, dude. <laughs> I honestly don't know. <laughs> All right, that, that's cool. That's cool. It's rapid fire. Biggest coach, big coach you want to have a beer with? Oh, definitely Kevin Willard. Facts. I'd love to have a beer with Kevin Willard. Hot dog sandwich, yes or no? No, no way. Absolutely thank, not. Thank God. Does fruit belong in desserts? Absolutely <laughs> not. Whoa. Online por- I know. Fuck, yeah. That, that, one for one. I'll take it. Online porn or nudie mags? Uh man, I want to say duty mags are fun, but obviously online. I was gonna say he's, he's an old answer. school. <laughs> Good answer. You figured out technology this time. Nah, dude, come on, I'm still a millennial. <laughs> Go to beer. Oof, I told you I'm an IPA guy, but if I'm gonna, if I'm slugging, I'm going Miller Lights. Mm. Oh, man. oh my fucking guy! <laughs> Favorite non-Big East basketball team? Rutgers. Yeah, oh, right, dude. Fuck out of here. Oh, man, tough one. Honestly, I'd probably go with uh, – shit, man, that's a tough one. Gun to my head, I'm going to just roll out off the team. I'm going to go with, I don't know, Kansas? Shit, I don't know. Jayhawks. Rock tough I've, I've never thought of any other team <laughs> ever. He's, he's, he's a big big Snoop Dogg stripper guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, play. that played a big part in my answer. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Favorite sport after basketball? Baseball. My dude. Okay. Fuck. What's what's the douchiest thing about you? Oof. I, flaunt, <laughs> I, I love to flaunt my wedding ring. <laughs> Go shit. It makes people like I like I can belittle people with it. Like, oh yeah, I'm a married man. What the fuck are you? I'm, I hate I'm my here. life. I hate my life. I'm here Just for kidding. that. All right, your wedding golf round, what did you shoot? <laughs> oh man, dude, I was so drunk that time. Uh, <laughs> It honestly wasn't bad. I think it, I forgot. I texted it into to our chat. I think I shot at eighty six or an eighty seven. Oh shit! That's not 18? bad at all. It was okay. I was I don't know. Not, I was I was going on a full got uh, fucking game. bender. I don't he shoot pulled, that sober. I literally yeah. got to the golf course and I was like, shit, dude, I have no balls. It was like six a.m. and I was like, hey, like, <laughs> you guys like them. sell balls here? And they were like, yeah. And this woman rips out like a plastic bag of like balls they probably found like in the woods and shit, dude. <laughs> It was a rough morning, but you gotta know. make them count. That's a big count. Yeah. What's your favorite pair of shoes of all time? Oh man, 
I'm kind of a Vans guy, to be honest. Okay. But, I mean, all Damn, the JP. I, I go, no, nah, you got to go Jordans. Jordan 11. Thank you. All right, Space Jam. Oh, my. I just said that shit before you got on here. Let's he did. He go. did. Those are the cleanest go. sneakers of all time. No, my fucking no dog. Literally none. Who's your favorite announcer? Oof. Probably Lav. I got to go shout out my man Lav. Lav's the man. W. Are you a mama's boy or a Nova's boy? <laughs> mama's boy. <laughs> <laughs> shout out mom's. And not, not a daddy guy. Um, no. Red or white wine? Oh, red all day. W. Wrong answer. No nice, wine was the correct nice, answer. Nice heavy cab, dude. All day. No <laughs> questions asked. My dog. Who are you voting for and why is it hot balls? <laughs> <laughs> I'm team hot balls forever because hot dogs. Hot, hot dogs. Help me. Hot balls is – he's going to have some serious change in the country. He's going to make you right. great again. You're goddamn right. He's bringing the old Follow-up question. Is hot balls a sandwich? <laughs> what is it? Swings a, swing a wrench? Is that what he says? Something like that? Swing yes, a wrench? Some bullshit like that. He's a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy, though. Yeah, he's uh, my guy. Who's the H-Bet GOAT? H-Bet GOAT? Ooh, man. I'll give you a nod on that one. <laughs> oh, that's oh. a joke. Oh, Let's damn. Go. I'll just leave I'll now. Give, I'll give you a nod. I wasn't I'll even start, trying to throw an alley-oop. I'll take you. Uh, which roadkill team scares you the most? I'm just going to say X because I'm going to promote the rivalry. Oh, roadkill rivalry. Let's I'm, go. Necktie here or for the rivalry. Here for the rivalry. Hey, I'm here for that. Necktie or bow tie? Necktie, no questions. Bow ties are for weirdos. Cash <laughs> out. That's such a fucking W sign. Tuxedo or tuxedo t-shirt? Tuxedo t-shirt. All day. <laughs> I fucking You're the party. He likes to party. Let's go. Favorite Steve Hall player from your childhood? Oh, man. Uh, definitely Andre Barrett. Oh, cash out. Uh, last question. If you could change the Steve Hall nickname to anything, what would it be? I couldn't. I couldn't change it. Pirates <laughs> out. That's actually, that's actually, I, I, that's I respect it. Like, I was hoping PJ for more, the though. pirate. I know, I respect that. Because, Andy, we couldn't change the name. I can't change the Musketeers, no. I couldn't honestly think of anything that would, like, fit them. Uh, like, were they going to be the Seen Hall Oranges? The Roadkill. Pirates, pirates fit you guys. <laughs> the Roadkill. <laughs> yeah, the, the Roadkill. Seen Hall Roadkills. <laughs> and their, their mascot is just a possum. <laughs> <laughs> Or better yet, it's a skunk. It's a skunk, and it just goes and sprays the opposing coach. It just smells like shit all game. That's low key tough. That kind of is. I'm not gonna lie. I actually, I maybe the Seat Hall skunks. <laughs> I see no skunks. Can you imagine Chris Mullen getting sprayed by a skunk? He would own it, dude. He'd be coaching on the floor and like, he just put it in his players pocket. Would be like, man, coach, you stink. And he'd be like, shut up, play harder. <laughs> I'm making an edit tonight, bro. See y'all. Shut up, play hard. Run that play I drew up earlier. Yo, <laughs> coach, that play is shit. <laughs> you said holy shit. No, that play is shit, coach. <laughs> Yo, Providence is located the skunks, bro. Yeah, no, they actually are. But the color, color scheme, bro, oh, the yeah. fucking everything about it. Yo, we got to get that started. The Providence skunks. Fires like out, it. skunks in. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. JP, bro, you killed it, man. You, you killed it all the way around. Appreciate you being a good sport with the fire, the fire round, bro. It was awesome. Yeah, dude. Whenever you guys want to do this again, let me know. I'm in. It was a blast, bro. You're my new co-host, so I'm hitting you back. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. You suck, dude. <laughs> good shit, bro. Right, hey. Keep, hey, training. Keep training for roadkill. Tell, tell, uh, tell loans I say what up. 
dude, I'll be doing 25 jump shots a day. No more, no less. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing 25 chest passes trying to get the ball to Andy. Nice. Maybe I'll make some push-up. 100. All right, bro. Tell the wife yesterday what up, bro. Have a good night. All right, you too, man. Thanks, guys. It was fun. Thanks. Thanks, bro. Later. That is one chill dude. Man, like, he is just – he's just vibes so well with us. So, like, it was, it was really it's just not a us, it's him. the entire time. It's not us. It's him. <laughs> he's just chill as hell. He is the prince of the Roll Blob podcast. Always he, has been. He's our sweet, sweet prince. Yeah, and uh, we take care of the prince around here, other than the roadkill tournament. <laughs> in which case, there's no mercy. But after that, you know, after it's over, though, we're going to go get a sandwich and be good buddies. And, and a Miller Lite, apparently. I'm down. <laughs> no, dude, he's just cool as fuck, man. Like, we, we, we got to talk to him more, have him on more. Obviously, we'll do the, uh, the mediation between you and Bluff, and <laughs> he and I will uh, <laughs> we'll see to it that you guys make up. But no, JP's the fucking man. And you got to love the guy. And it's just kind of cool just to see it from his perspective, too. I mean, just being a lifelong Seton Hall fan, it's just kind of interesting to, you know, put yourself in his shoes and see what that was like. Right, because, I mean, like, my life, is all, it's been all Xavier. Like, I really don't understand that. It's all we know. Have the same, moti- um, same yep. connection, same emotional investment into other schools. What's that like? I know. Yeah, dude, imagine having that in Providence. Right. <laughs> They're not horny over there. Woof. Yeah, that's a big, fat wolf. So, definitely shouts to JP, man. We got we to gotta have you on more. That was, that was a blast, man. Thanks for coming on for us. Uh, really saved our asses. Because <laughs> Lord knows people don't want to hear from us for a straight out. Right. Yeah, they need, they need um, something different. But with that, let's, uh, let's do some more um, fan-created content here, Andy. We're going to go to a new segment. This is our midweek mail call, Andy, uh, which is going to be kind of the thing we do at the end of our show, kind of vis-a-vis the Jackass Hour on Fridays to kick off the weekend. So we're going to be answering your questions, giving out the game for free. Andy and Cap are going to answer all of life's tough questions. All right, so yeah, this question, we're going to call it the Royal Blob Mailbag. You send us your questions, we answer them. Any question you want. It could be about literally anything. So Shove that letter down the blob's throat. <laughs> and who knows what's coming up. <laughs> so the first one we have from Fri- Friars Fam said, top three best Friars accounts and why is number one Bluff City Friar? Well... To answer your question, number one is not Bluff City Friar. Do I have to give three? And, um, I don't know three good ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, You're lucky you get one. <laughs> no, uh, Bluff is the goat. Um, Cryer's, Cryer's cool. I mean, I can't say I interact with a lot more than He's always got you know, things, good things to say. But I'll, I'll go Bluff, Friar, and uh, <laughs> free throw. <laughs> Free throws. Free throws are Najee Marshall goat. Now we'll go uh, Bluff Cryer and uh, Fryer fan. What, what was the other one? I'm sorry. Friars fam. Friars fam, yeah. Sorry I butchered it, but we don't talk that much. So I'm not <laughs> so, really sorry at all. Yeah, honestly, I'm not sorry at all. I'm you have, you have a different list. Or I'm going to go list? a little different. I'm going to go Cryer, Friars fam, oh. <laughs> and Free then throw. Brendan O'Brien. <laughs> Oh, JP, we got to do this makeup show, bro. <laughs> oh, dude, you, I can't wait to see him on your shit list. So I, right. I, I, I love his, like, um, like shit list is fucking great. The, his, the fact that he made a, a special shit list for me and you is just awesome. I love that. I, I fucking love it. All right, next. Next. All right, we have from Shoe Panty, otherwise known as Pantalones. 
We have, who do you love more, pantalones or at Nova Count Villain? I mean. it's. I think it's obvious. It's like, who do I love more, Xavier or Providence? I mean. <laughs> on one hand, one of them was my number one Big East HBET Twitter account, and the other one was on the list of the worst Twitter accounts on Twitter. <laughs> he's he's low-key so hateable, he's lovable. And, um, the Count? Count villain. He's yeah. such a fucking buzzkill. And it's like literally dude, anything you say. It's the only thing I love though is that he's the anti J Wright. <laughs> he's what we, he's what J Wright needs to be. He's the anti J Wright. I would love to see I Loki think that's a J Wright burner. It's like JP. It's like J Wright just getting out all his shit on fucking Twitter like Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> right, that, that's the new agenda. Right, that's the new really agenda. Jay Wright. Right. Norm, normalized count is Jay Wright. You, I knew you were a piece of shit. <laughs> Been a piece of shit this whole time. I told you guys to look out for his ass. I knew something was weird <laughs> about those fucking suits. <laughs> All right, next. All right, so next we have... Love you, love. <laughs> What are your favorite Cincinnati golf courses to play on a football Sunday? <laughs> this is what they call an Andy question. So backstory, on Sunday, Cap tweeted, imagine playing golf on a football Sunday. Psycho <laughs> Literally, I was getting my clubs together as he tweeted that. God, you get, six, you get 17 holidays a year and you're going to waste one playing fucking golf? Wearing goofy pants and having a huge ass? Jesus Christ, could not be me. <laughs> But I must say, uh, it's been a weekly tradition for me to, um, after the Bengals game, go play 18 holes of golf. Um, I say my favorite course is 18 holes of golf is fucking miserable. Dude, I played I played 18 <laughs> holes in two hours on. Uh, I played five holes. And I'm like, all right, let's start. The I was loving again. it. I played like on Sunday. I literally finished in two hours. It was awesome. No one on the course. It was just me and my brother. Okay, that's that's actually pretty cool. But I'm a Northern Kentucky guy. I got to go with Boone Lynx. Um, oh my god! So they, they have three. They have three good courses, um, and they're all very different. Um, but I must. There's there's a course um, in Hebron, Kentucky, right by the airport, right by the Cincinnati airport. Shout out, Sir Yacht. Um, <laughs> we gotta send him that. Uh, it's literally right right next to it. Uh, it's called Meadowood. It's such a shit course, but it's hey, sir. so cheap. Hey, sir, yeah, we're playing golf there. We're, we're having a tournament. We're having a tournament, you, me, and Andy at the Kentucky Golf Course. My, my brother and I call it Ghetto Wood. Let's go. <laughs> it's literally 20 bucks and it, for nine um, uh, nine holes on a cart, and you, get, you can buy three balls for a dollar. So I spent That's $22, um, nine holes, cart, Jesus. and six balls. That's fucking cheap. That's awesome. I'm not even going to pretend that I've ever played fucking golf. I've been legit on a real golf course, Andy, to actually play golf, I think, three times. I've been I'm to a driving surprised by that. I've been to a driving range maybe five, six, seven times. One of them was with you. Yeah, and, uh, we saw how that went. That's, that is not an inclusive sport. No. That no. Is, I'm not going to pretend I had the money growing up to play goddamn <laughs> golf. I was playing fucking basketball like a real fucking kid. Jesus Christ, I wasn't fucking, my name wasn't Preston wearing fucking checkered shirts and slacks at the golf course. <laughs> Fuck out of here, Preston, you fucking bitch fucking ass. Preston, I knew a Preston, I hate that too. fucking kid. I know he's a bitch. Um, yeah, I didn't play golf. I probably never will. I don't know. It's not on brand for me. I go, I'll go and drink beer and sit in the cart, but I don't, you know. 
That's what my brother's girlfriend does. I just play best ball. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just let everyone drive, and then I'll just fucking chip it from wherever the fuck they do, and I'll putt. And then every we, time we I play on. with a new um, – every time I play with someone that doesn't play very often, that's what we do is we play yeah. a scramble and play so, best ball. I think that's fun. I, I'm here for that. It's a lot I'm just, of fun. I'm, I'm not good enough to play, man. Like, it, unless I'm bringing, like, 40 balls to the course, which I'm not trying to do, I'm, I'm not good enough to play. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not. It, it's a hard sport, man. It's, it's, it's difficult. As, it's so mental, too, which, which is why, like, I do, I do well because – um, I always have a good day because I have 18 chances to have one good hole. I don't give a fuck yeah. about my score. I just have one good hole to remember. That's all I care right. about. And maybe it's because I, like, grew up poor or whatever, but I always feel like everyone's judging me. Like, I don't know how to play the fucking sport. You know what I mean? Everyone's all fucking dressed up and snazzy. I, if, if I could choose, I'd wear basketball shorts every single day. Like, I don't know, man. I'm wearing goofy pants and fucking, I don't fucking know. These shoes aren't that I borrowed from my fucking buddy. I look like a goober. I wear you, know I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel stupid. I don't know how to fucking play. Everyone's staring at me. You know, we're holding people up because I can't fucking hit the goddamn ball off the tee. This, I'm like, it sucks. Like, Give me the beer and just let me fucking putt. <laughs> Real question, and then we'll move on. How long did it take you to be good enough to actually play? Because I'm athletic. I have good hand-eye coordination. It's just not a sport I ever played. I mean, I used to – I would play um, about once or twice a year for um, probably the – when I was in high school, I played about yeah. six or seven times a year. Like, my best friend in high school is a huge golfer. Like, he's okay. um, running a junior golf league for a living. Okay. Um, so, that, that, that was his sport, so I'd play with him. After that, it was maybe once or twice a year. But Damn. this year, it's been – and, like, I was – I'd slice I'd, – I'd lose about 18 balls – Every, every single uh every single brutal. round um, but this year like i've probably played about 12 rounds of golf um in the i played the i've played i played 27 holes can like the past three weekends i've played 27 holes over the over the course of the weekend ben's um, holes shout to ben's holes <laughs> shout but uh <laughs> we're company men but here's my thing if we're not playing we golf if it's sunday i i want nothing to do with it that goes for most days, especially a fucking Sunday before football. Before football, I'm trying to sleep in, get some fucking, you know, get some brunch, man, fucking kick it, get my fantasy lineups popping, watch some fantasy football now, you know, have a good fucking morning, get the buzz going. I'm not trying to drive out to the fucking golf course and pay 50 bucks to fucking, you know, get my ass kicked. And, and my, me and my brother were the opposite. We're, uh, you want, it's like 11 o'clock. You want to go play nine holes before the Bengals game? Oh, God. Pick up wings on the way home. Watch the Bengals game and then go play 18. It actually sounds kind of fun. It's just a, you know, it's a sport I don't know how to fucking play. We're in our 20s. We're getting addicted. All right. Next. All right. Next we got from uh, from old man Larry. Shout out to company man. <laughs> Thank you, gang. <laughs> Which bear is best? <laughs> False. Oh, that's a ridiculous Black question. False. Black bear. Well, bears can climb faster than they can run, so. All right, I'm going right. real answer here. I'm going polar bear, I think. I'm going to go polar bear. That was mine. Or, yeah, it's got to be polar bear, man. All right, so I'll go with my second one. Bear was polar always, bear. like, the one exotic animal that I would want to have. If I could have a weird pet, it would definitely be a bear. <laughs> okay. raise, it as a, raise it as a cub, just wrestle with it all the time. And then when it's grown up, you can just, like, ride it around the neighborhood. That's a power move. Riding a bear around the neighborhood, bro, and just like waving to your neighbors, like while you're riding your fucking bear, <laughs> that'd be sick. That's a, that's a major flex. 
I know. Dude, Major your house place. would never get broken into. I promise you that. <laughs> you got a guard dog? No, I got a guard bear. <laughs> guard bear, fuck off. <laughs> Go fuck him up, Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, walk, walk up to the window, and you got a fucking full-ass bear growling through the fucking – because you know that you always see, like, the dog peering out the window, you know, when you go out to your house yeah. or whatever? Like, a fucking bear, just the fucking teeth just growling at your ass. It's like when the um when the um doorbell rings, you hear just barking, barking. Imagine <laughs> hearing a fucking growl. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fucking hype, dude. Yeah, put a fucking bear sound in there. That'd be hype. Yeah, dude. Pull, I'm going polar bear, though. They're just right. sick looking. Uh, I'll, I'll go black bear. Um, just because, like, I always love okay. seeing black bears at uh, um, Gatlinburg. Man, okay. they're wild. I love it. White people love um, Gatlinburg. I do. I do love me some Gatlinburg. I need to get back. Never been. <laughs> All Go, right. Golfing in Gatlinburg. You're a walking stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> am I? Am I a white guy in my twenties? She <sighs> might just be. <laughs> call Cassidy. <laughs> call Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, we need to get that going. <laughs> call Cassidy. <laughs> I'm here for it. All right. So this is from um, Cranjus McXavier basketball. Best account in the game. And Greg also, Marshall my later. favorite, my favorite cat burner, by the way. Shout out! I, I, I can't, I can confirm. Yeah. Uh, Greg Marshall related. If you could watch one player from any Big East team punch any Big East coach, <laughs> who would it be? Oh my fucking god! Fantastic question. I absolutely love this one. All right, so I know Wojo's getting punched. Uh, we can all agree on that. Who do I want to throw? It's the question. Do you know who you want to throw the punch? I have to go Acock Acock solely because of the pictures <laughs> that um UConn posted today and the um the after picture. Oh, his face yeah. was just full on I wanna fucking murder you. That that'd be fucking crazy. You do not deserve to be like if, if someone sends you this picture, it means they're going to kill you within the week. Yeah, no question. Literally no question. I'm going to go Ben Stanley because I feel like uh, he'd be like the I'm last kidding. guy I'd want to take a pinch from. Him or Theo John. I'll, Theo John's just probably just got awesome. that uh, that idiot strength. He's just uh, missing him. Yeah, I just feel like he's extra strong to make up for the lack of brain cells. <laughs> so I'll go Theo John or Ben Stanley. Okay. And we, we can't agree that Wojo's getting punched. Just has that oh, punchable face. Con- consensus, yeah, 100%. Slap the floor one more time, you piece of shit. <laughs> All right, this one we have from our last week's guest, Brendan Conley. Boy, Afro man. Is mayonnaise an instrument? Obviously. The answer is yes. Always so has been, always. Spanish. Always has been, always will be. It's a wind instrument, right? That's or, a, is that's, it a, or is it a percussion? I've always assumed it was wind. Yeah, like that's that that's what I assumed. It's I didn't pay much attention to music class, man. I never got hot cross buns down on the recorder, <laughs> but yeah. So um, yeah, um, it's official. Mayonnaise is a wind instrument. Wind instrument. Next, a wind instrument, if you will. All right, this one's from Nick underscore D underscore baseball. <laughs> that's already an L. Would you rather be stuck a Providence fan or a fan of an American conference team not named UCF, Houston, or Cincinnati? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I would say I'd rather be stuck being a Providence fan because at least I get MSG and not uh, fucking Texas. Uh, I just jumped off the balcony. 
<laughs> and I need a new co-host because mine was suicidal. <laughs> After hearing that question. That's a tough question. Jesus Christ. I All think right. I'd rather stick my balls in a blender. Now we're talking. <laughs> uh, lick a paper shredder? I don't fucking know. All right, next. All right. This one we have from... I'll go Providence. In all honesty, I'll go Providence. All right. All right. We got There it is. We have it confirmed. It hurt me, though. This one is from Electric Slide. I like that. He's a good dude. Good, Great account. Um, this is actually a serious one. Um, what player will surprise people the most this upcoming season in a good way? Um, so kind of like Fremantle last year. So I assume he means with Xavier. Yeah. Colby Jones. Big East cock yet. <laughs> don't sleep on the cock. <laughs> Definitely don't sleep on the cock. That's not a, that's not a good uh, – that's not very comfortable. I would not be able to sleep that well. Give that um, yet. <laughs> so, for Xavier, I – I'm probably going to go C.J. Wilcher, the, um, the other freshman that people don't really talk about much. That dude can spread the floor. Um, There's just a lot of mouths to feed, Andy. A lot. It is. So There's going to be, there's um, gonna be go, someone that can play that's not going to get minutes. I don't know who it's going to be. He. So I'm going to go either um, C.J. Wilcher or my, my guy, um, Nate Johnson. Not, not, enough, not enough people are talking about Nate Johnson. He is – I think he's going to starting spot. So and he's so going to be able to um, help spread the floor. He's going to play some great defense. Um, he can score. He can score at all three levels, even though he's mainly a three-point shooter. Um, but that's that's the role we need him in. I think he starts at least half the season. I, I definitely do. The only time I think he does not start is if we need um, Colby to lock someone down. Yeah, I think Colby or Dewan have the chance to take that spot, but I think he's going to start at least half of the game. Definitely going to go with go with the experience to start out. And I'd probably take the over more than half. Oh, for sure. Like, because Nate Johnson yeah. is going to be a dog. Like, he's, he's going to be – like, he's going to have games where he's going to put up high teens, low 20s. Yeah, he's going to be a good player. For sure. Very, very he can good play. Play. He, he can ball. Nate yeah. Johnson stand. And not yeah. enough people are going to be talking about him. He's, he's a gamer, yeah. All right. So, this one is from our boy Coop Ledford. Love me some Coop. Coop Cap. <laughs> I would like to know both of your answers. Who is the most underrated Xavier player from the 2010s? <laughs> we know Cass is J-Mart. Oh, fuck. Dude, 2010s were low-key a tough time, man. It, it, it really was. Like, um, it started off um, it started off pretty awesome with uh, two and uh, – oh, fuck. Two and Lions and Crawford and yeah, those guys. Crawford, yeah, that, that, that duo. That, that, that was pretty awesome. Um. As far as the most underrated, fuck. I got a few candidates. Um, the one that initially comes to mind is Sean O'Mara. I, he was just, especially his all junior time, senior all, year. All-time uh, underrated. He was just so efficient and ended up becoming a pretty good, well-rounded big man by the time he was a junior and senior. <laughs> he actually got a lot more athletic. He was moving like a fucking tight end. I mean, he was actually getting decently athletic, and he could do everything well. He was really smart. Uh, and shot he hit one of the ridiculous. biggest shots that um, that we saw that decade. Shot a ridiculous percentage. I'm gonna throw a couple more names out there. Zach Hankins, I think, is very underrated. Uh, I think this is gonna be a weird one for people. I think Mark Lyons is underrated. 
I don't okay. think he gets – I mean, he – without him, those teams would have not, not been anywhere near as good as they were. I mean, two was the man, but Mark, especially in Xavier circles, since you he transferred, always, doesn't get as much – doesn't get much credit for what he did on Every teams. Batman needs a Robin. 100%. You can't do it by yourself. 100%. Um, I feel the same way about – who was I thinking of? Uh, I think uh, – I think Stainbrook to a degree, just because he's a, a, a big white guy. Doesn't get some of his respect that he was due. Uh, he hasn't really looked the part. Hey, let us to a Big East championship game. <laughs> Who cares? People forget that. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, we didn't so win dumb. it, so, you know, it doesn't mean anything. But yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's so fucking dumb. <laughs> he got us in the yeah, tournament. So if I'm going to pick one, I'm going to pick O'Mara. But I also think Hankins is really underrated. I think that uh, everything that Mark did doesn't get enough credit. And uh, – Whoever the hell I just said, and I'm missing one, but uh, so it goes. Oh, you said, you your said boy, your your boy Miles Davis. Okay, he was actually on my list. He, um, yeah, he he was a really really good basketball player, and and it was a great backup point guard. Like yeah. um, we, we were we were showing the um Jalen Reynolds uh um clips because because of the TBT, and mm-hmm. most of those um the buckets were off of Miles Davis pass. He was like, he, had he was vision. such a good passer. He I think he's the only Xavier player ever to have two triple doubles and, and i mean as much as I, as much as i really do not like the guy at all um and i'm very open about that he was a good basketball player great he's on the awesome court. um and like he boxed out like he's the smallest guy on the floor getting rebounds and i can't stand paul pierce but he kind of reminded me of like a short paul pierce like there'd be times i'm like how does this guy even get to the basket he's not tall he's not athletic uh, his hairline gone. Shout the fucking uh, Jamon Green. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, bro. Like he was awesome. I just loved watching him pass, man. He he was one of those dudes that just knew where everyone was on the floor. I mean, he he would catch the ball on like the extended wing, and then like fake a pass back to the top of the key and just rocket one into a wide open James Far under the bucket. Like he he just had incredible vision and he was really really heady and smart. Also hit big shots. He hit that huge shot to go to the Sweet 16 um, against uh, Georgia State. That massive three, it just went ape shit, And I did the same thing. Uh, he, I, I loved watching Miles Davis play basketball. I thought he was a huge, like, cohesive piece. I mean, that brought all the pieces we together. Don't, we do not get to that like, – get that far. We do not – we don't beat um, Villanova without him. We don't uh, – No. We really don't God. get that far at all. Like He was a huge um, reason, too. Like, that 2016 team had the best offense – I've ever seen from a fluency perspective and just how they were unselfish and the ball moved so well. They were so deep. Beautiful. I, I think that Trey's team was more gifted. Uh, you know, I mean, Trey and JP as seniors were just gifted individual players. And that team was awesome. I'm not trying to say they weren't a team. But that 2016 team was as complete, you know, balanced and, you know, unselfish as you could possibly want. They were incredible. Oh, for and sure. My, and Miles is a huge reason for that. That that team made the extra pass, and it was just a beautiful offense to watch, and that's why I think they shot. They, they, they were the epitome of passing up a good shot for a great shot. And as skilled as they were, I mean, they weren't the most skilled team in the country, and they were top five the majority of the year. I mean, that team just – they got the most out of that team. Other than, you know, a, a guy hitting two lucky shots. Yeah, that, the, the only thing I don't agree with, we're up, why, why is Miles Davis guarding – Bronson Kedig, who's fucking hot right now. Yeah. Um, also having the ball. That. Also having the ball in a freshman's hands at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, and also to him, I think I think people forget how good Ed was just because he was there for. It felt like the blink of an eye. Yeah. Like he was that, a huge that was, that was his year. So good. Yeah. 
Um, but but yeah, that, that that would be my list. And then low key Trayvon Blewett. Honestly, <laughs> st- still needs to be retired. Low key, dude. He's low key underrated. As good as he was, how great as he was, he's low key underrated. So you know, um, the the top of the top of my underrated list, I'm gonna go actually the start of the 2010s was the end of his career. Um, Jason Love. So, I thought he left before that, but you might be right. Um, his his last year was uh ended in 2010. It was 2009, 2010. Oh, nice. I thought 2000s. Yeah, he's he he might be number one then if he qualifies. Yeah, so um he there's a guy that who who would have thought that he'd make it that far? Um, his freshman year he was a compl- like he was nowhere close to seeing the floor. Yeah. Um, and he stuck around, worked hard, and his senior year we don't make it that far without him. He was a huge piece of that. I mean, yeah, that that team was. A big part too, big part um, Jordan Crawford, but um, he was really, really, really good. He was incredible. as a junior and senior, and especially then, a senior. Also, well. his teammate is also on my underrated list, Dante Jackson. People don't talk. He's about not twenty tens, is he? Same team. Fuck, his last year was in twenty ten. That's crazy. Yeah. I thought definitely he was a two thousands guy. Yeah, did um, do, I mean, as technically he was, but he finished his career in two thousand. Dante Dante was a really, really. Yeah. His senior, like he shot over forty percent from three, like yeah. he was huge. Dante was good. That, that entire good. team just uh, did not get enough. We talk about Jordan Crawford. We talk about two. But, God, I do um, not think of them as twenty ten guys. That's wild. It, it, it is it, but I mean they are. They are. Yeah, technically um, they are. I'll also so, throw two two more names. I'll throw out Travis Taylor, who was actually a does pretty not good get player. Credit, does not get enough credit at all. He was also on that team. It was just those teams were hard to fucking watch. Yeah. Oh, those were rough they years. Were Rough teams, but also and, and my last one, Malcolm Bernard. Fuck, dude, stop that's it. it! That's what you're gonna say. You're, you're cut off. You were cut off. <laughs> <laughs> my dog. Yes, Malcolm Bernard. Huh. Like, wow, where'd um, you come up with that? You know, I came up with it 20 minutes ago, but you went on four tangents about um, Miles Davis. <laughs> people love Miles Davis. Some people do. <laughs> <laughs> No, but like, yeah, <laughs> Malcolm Bernard, definitely on my list. His senior leadership um, during that Sweet 16 run, incredible. Uh, he the, stepped he, up in a way that, that was way beyond. We lost six in a transfer. row, including yeah. DePaul. He's a transfer from UAB. Um, Florida a and oh, He's Florida a and Yeah, that's my, that's my fault. Um, same idea. Transfer from Florida, Florida A&M, FAMU. Uh, so low major guy coming into the Big East, and we lost. We just lost six in a row, and he just basically takes control of this team, takes control of that locker room. Like guys, we need to group together, and he sparked that huge winning streak that we had. DJP and, and Trey were one hell of a three-headed monster. That that, that was just incre- incredible. Like we had what um, Trayvon Blue playing the four. He played – he was just playing incredible defense, and he was just a Swiss Army knife, man. He did a little bit of everything. He hit big shots. He played great defense. I'm just thinking of that so Maryland consistent, game. consistent from three. It was either the Arizona or Maryland game. He just erased one shot. I remember there was like a breakaway, and he just pinned one against the backboard. And you're like, God, this dude can do fucking everything. The Arizona game, he hit some clutch threes. He and Trey. I mean, mostly Trey, but Malcolm had a couple too. And like, he, he wasn't out there like lighting up the um, stat sheet. Um, he wasn't out, he was out there. Um, too. Like, but if you needed a big shot, needed a big play, he was making but he, it. But he was clearly our third option, in my opinion, yeah. by far. I mean, it was if it wasn't Trey, it was JP. If it wasn't JP, it was Malcolm. And, and it's very fitting the fact that uh, um, 
who escaped the the whole defense and um, closed out against Arizona? Malcolm Bernard. And he did. And then he trucked. Bernard comes away with it. <laughs> yeah, and then the body and slam. Has upset Arizona. Iconic. You you heard it in the in the intro. <laughs> and then my last one that I think is severely underrated, but very much the same way that Malcolm Bernard was with a little less production, but I think Kyle Kasslin was underrated. Okay. So that's a fair take. Um his defense and um his leadership. Just incredible yeah, he, out there. He's and a toward great the kid. toward the yeah, end of he, the year, like he he has his mind in the right spot. Um, he's always there. To, he's always got some very intelligent, wise thing to say. He's w- much wiser beyond his years, uh, and that that I think that played a huge spot, spot in a huge part in that seven game win streak that we had. Like we were on fire at the end, mm-hmm. um, and a big part like he'd come in immediately hit a three. Like yep, Castling comes in off the bench, hits a three, and um, and he had that huge block in that uh, Creighton game yeah, against the I was semifinals. Say, it was just cool that like, he got a moment, you know, because I know that was a shitty season for everyone right. that was expecting to go to the NCAA tournament. But he he had his moment, which I he thought he had was a really, moment really cool. that was so huge for the pro, um for the for that team, and right. just keeping us alive and keeping the hope alive after such a horribly rough season. So, Kyle Kasselman is what I wanted to end that on. I also think there's not the universe where Bryce Moore has a really good season. I think he was really He was so talented. He, he was – I don't think he was that talented. He was just a really fucking tough player. He was, he was he a can, pest on defense. He can legit uh-huh. shoot, and he just plays his fucking ass off. He's an incredible on-ball defender. And I'm not saying he would have been incredible or anything, but I think he was playing hurt. I think he was playing pretty damn hurt. And, um, he, or not playing because he was really hurt. See, the big thing about uh, his shot is he got it so high and had so God, much backspin on it, ball. it came off that rim like a fucking boulder. And he also – I mean, he can shoot. It, it, a lot of it's rhythm, too. I think that if he had been playing more games and, you know, playing the course of a season, you know, it, people will go through cold streaks. I just don't think he had a chance to get into a rhythm. No, he didn't. And he only had one he's year, also and he came off that ACL injury. He's, he's not really a basketball player. He's a fucking safety. You know what I mean? He's definitely one of those dudes when you go play pickup and he just pisses you off all fucking time because he's a football player, and he's just shoulder-checking uh, you and doing shit that basketball players don't do. He is a do. He is a yeah. pest. Nate Johnson's a basketball player. Like, Nate Johnson has a game. You need to call the American pest control because Bryce, Bryce was out here. Bryce is literally 3D. He can shoot it, and he plays defense. He literally really can't do much else. Honestly, the, the biggest thing I liked about him was his defense. Like, his shot, easily, I mean. Easily. His he shot kind of annoyed though, me. We didn't get to see him shoot. He, he could shoot. But anyway, uh, I think we I was I think he was a capable we, shooter. Yeah, I think we beat this one to the ground, though. Yeah. yeah. All right, this one is <laughs> from that, the newest Dayton beat writer, um, Marcus Walters. Goat. Doing great goat. work. Yeah, he, I honestly give him a follow because he is done, he does incredible work um, covering the the Dayton Flyers. But uh, he kind of just he interacts with us too. It's kind of it's kind of good that he uh, um, after he left his former McFarland um, time at uh, mm-hmm. US UCLA came over to Dayton and kind of started interacting with the rivals. I think that's very cool of him. Um, but he asks. Would you consider wearing the new Justin Bieber Crocs? Consider, I own them. Yeah, like I think if you don't, then you need to be kicked out of H bet. But no, I would never wear them. In all honesty, <laughs> I'd wear them as a joke, but uh, you would, would never. Get... I would definitely wear them. You like me and JP are going to rock some Justin Bieber Crocs together. 
we, you wouldn't we see me in real life wearing them, but I'd wear them as like a joke to like a party. Or I something. would definitely wear them as, um, for a picture. Yeah, I'd you, wear them to the biggest would, or something. You would definitely catch me alive wearing them. Oh, for a picture, absolutely. But just chilling, no, no, no. But I, but fantastic question from you know the king questions. All right, this one is from our boy Capel, Pat Capel. Heard of him? Uh, this is our last one. Goat, dude, he's he's so great. Anyway. Does the size of your shoe correlate to the size of anything else on your body? <laughs> I'm going to say no, because I wear a size 12 shoe, and I sure nothing, – nothing else on my body is size 12. Um, of course it correlates, Andy. I mean, of course there's going to be variation, but, like, the, the higher your shoe size, that's going to be an indicator that you probably have bigger hands, you know, like – We'll, we'll like, call I, mean, it I have, you know, um, big ears, bigger Q-tip, you know. Well, it's like um, I, I have, I have. Well, actually, my feet are different sizes because I have a foot deformity, but um, <laughs> not to brag. So the size of my shoe, but it doesn't mean I have a bigger nose. But Andy, like, if you're just a bigger human, like, if you took the average of everyone that has a size ten foot in the size of their hands. And you took the average of everyone that was a size 15 shoe and took the average of their hands. It would be way higher. Uh, yeah, so, you're, yes, it you're absolutely pro- You're probably is. right. Um, but then uh, there's people like me who, like, it's Sure, there's going to be some variance. But, but the law of averages is going to play out there, Andy. And if you have a bigger foot, the chances are – it's not every single time. But if you have a bigger foot, there's going to be a chance that you have a bigger – Ear. Uh, ear, yes. Nose. Schnoz piece, for sure. There's, there's bigger humans. Everything's proportionally bigger. There would be variance in, you know, individual circumstances. And I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm, a, I'm an exception. Sorry I, on your small hands, though, Andy. Thanks. Look at they're tiny. Luckily, I'm pretty average across the board. I'll take that. And I mean, I'd, I'd say mo- most of my stuff is um, above average, um, just outside of that one little nub thing. I might not have an advantage, but I don't have a disadvantage. I'll take it. <laughs> I don't really get I don't really get rave reviews, but I don't really get complaints. You know. I mean, I, I have a four and a half star um, review on Yelp. Take that to the bank. That's a fucking dub. Sit on like a two point nine. It's like my GPA. Hey, your GPO is better than mine. <laughs> it might have been a two point eight. That might be cap. It's either like it's between two seven and two nine. Didn't give a shit. And mine was between six seven and six nine. Not the brag. Four twenty. Well, I think that was a successful mailbag to debut our first Wednesday episode. That was a deep bag. Yeah, they they dropped a bag on us. It was just the uh, the underrated question wasn't a letter. That was a box. <laughs> that was a big yeah. box. That's like that was an Amazon box. And the thing is, I don't think we need we need to turn it into an Amazon box as I fucking trip over myself. It's late and I'm fucking tired of shit. But uh, but we we turned it into a fucking like you're opening up a TV when it could have been a fucking letter. But good question though. Great question. And we are we got some great ones. We are in fact Xavier fans. If you uh. We're coming out as Xavier fans. It's people, a big, people, big day. It's a surprise to people, but you know we are. I did that to my dad earlier. I was like, "Dad, I hate the break." I to tell you, you something. I'm a big sports guy, and he was like, well, it's been "Fun being your dad, but uh, 
get the fuck out of my you house. Were, you were a good kid. Um, yeah. But now we're. I don't know where I went. Our wrong. time here yeah. is up. We had a good run. Disowned me on the spot. I haven't heard from him since. So, you know, that's life. He didn't really accept my lifestyle. That's okay. Hey, but it's a lifestyle choice that you're making. I know. Yeah. I, I, I can't fight who I am. <laughs> it's been inside all along. Awesome. All right. Yeah, that. I think that just about does it for our um, our first Wednesday episode. And keep your eye out. It's going to be Wednesdays and Fridays from now on. Thanks for the mail, guys. It was it was a good time. And we do appreciate you guys that are that are listening and shit. I mean, we're just doing it for fun. But it, it, it does help us actually want to do this shit with the interaction. And you guys are great. So you guys are what make it, makes it fun. Yeah.